Welcome back. All the Fly Kids Show. I'm your host, Geronimo Nose. I'm here as always with the super engineer, co-host, Backpack Matt. What's up? Backpack Matt. And today, (laughs) got a DJ in the building. Yeah. Um, This will be the first of many DJ interviews. Y'all know I'm a bit of a DJ snob, so if I bring you on here, that means I think that you're a great DJ. Oh, man. (laughs) Pressure Um, is on me now. This this DJ, um, notice I haven't used any gender pronouns because I, I don't want to just make it too easy for y'all. Mm-hmm. But this this DJ has you you know them you you've you've heard them on WPGC mm-hmm. you've seen them DJ many events mm-hmm. at many nightclubs mm-hmm. you've seen them online talking about sneakers cereal and Kanye West yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it don't so give away by that so right yeah, I probably gave it away. Yeah. But today's guest, we have the esteemed DJ Heat. The esteemed DJ, you make me sound all special and everything. Yeah, special, man. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm, nah, this is a big deal. Real I'm, shit. I'm nobody. I'm nobody. Oh, I'm just all right, all right. I'm a regular person. One day I'm gonna have somebody up here who's like super arrogant, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Kanye you didn't say enough. <laughs> right, got a Kanye this interview. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, right. It's me. Greatness. Keep it going. Right. Established. So, um, how you feeling today? I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling all right. Okay. Pretty cool. Pretty Smooth. cool. Yeah, man. Smooth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got no complaints about life because okay. I'm alive. Yeah. You ge- you generally in a good mood whenever I see you. you yeah, know, I mean, I try to be because, you know, you never want to give anybody bad energy. I believe that you receive the same energy that you give out. Right. That's facts. So, that, and, you know, especially in the work in the industry that I am, I know how it could be. If somebody was to meet me and they was to get a bad impression, mm-hmm. and I would mm-hmm. never want anybody to have that bad impression, right. because I think we could all think about that time we probably met a celebrity. I'm not considering myself a celebrity, but if we met a celebrity, and you remember if it was a super good experience, right. but you also remember if you have a super right. bad experience. Right. Yeah, I don't absolutely. want to give nobody that super bad experience. That shit could be traumatic for real. It, it really can. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I, I, I've got a long list of the, of the bad ones and the good ones too. But I See? got some, I got right. some bad ones. I'm just like, yeah. yeah. So they say never meet your heroes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I think I would have liked it better. If I say that about just with because even us being in the social media age. Yeah. You know, it's just like man, I like when I didn't know anything about mm. my favorite artists. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, other than them just doing what they do. Yeah, yeah. You know, but knowing their personalities, you know what I mean? Yeah, social ma- media made us, you know, hate people we thought we loved and mm. love people that we had no clue they could have <laughs> right. personality. Right, right. Stuff like that. I mean, look at DJ Khaled. Who knew? Facts. <laughs> right. Facts. <laughs> right. Who knew that we would we would fall in love with this guy? He and all these years we've been hearing him. DJ Khaled. Right. We the best. It changed the game. Right. He get a Snapchat account and then right. his whole life done changed. Right. So right. You, it's not an image anymore. It's a real time personality contest now. Yeah. Although he does have people mad think at their parents because they like. I didn't. I I don't feel the same love. Like, you know, he, right. DJ Khaled loves his son. My right. parents love yeah. me. He was talking before he had his son. He was talking to his plants every day and uh, his statues Sacks. in and, the backyard. And the lion, lion, lion. Right. Like, he, he, he genuinely loved everything. Positive energy. Positive energy. Yeah, I'm baby. trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to be where where he is, just spiritually and mentally. So I got some work to do. Yeah, man. Yeah, you know? man. But um. Tell the people where, where you're from for for our listeners who may not already know. Born and raised in Southeast mm. Washington, D.C. You always got to say it like that. Southeast. Southeast. Yes, you got to yeah. have that F in there. The what? F. There's no T-H. <laughs> right. what, uh, S-O-U-F. What part of the South Side you from? 
Uh, I grew up in Benner Road, actual okay. neighborhood, was a neighborhood called Hampton East okay. Apartments, which was smack in the middle. On one side, we had uh, Eastgate, mm-hmm. and across the street, it was Simple City. Okay. So it was kind of crazy, especially growing up. Absolutely. And the era I did. Yeah, because they were they were beefing neighborhoods. Yeah, and so even though Eastgate don't exist no more. It's crazy to, to drive by there. It's like, oh my but god. But Simple City still, you know, a little off the chain. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so that's where I grew up. Okay. Okay. And did you grow up in a musical household? Not at all. It's crazy because I know a lot of people in the music industry they talk about their influences and like, yeah, this and that. Nah, with me, I grew up my only child, Okay. so it was just mm-hmm. uh, me, my mom, and my grandmother. Okay. And I don't recall my mom playing music, but my mom worked a lot, so okay. that's why I was around my grandmother much more, and she really wasn't playing music except for, you know, on Sundays, playing the gospel music, like okay. <laughs> like most grandparents right. do before we get ready for church, you know, gospel music. So not really any secular music in the house? Nah, not much, but, you know, my grandmother didn't mind it, though, Okay, mm. because she was a, I remember that she was a big fan of Arsenio Hall show. Yeah. <laughs> so she didn't mind secular uh, music being played, but okay. I somehow became the musical person in the house and it's just amazing how that came about i guess from listening to the radio in the car and gravitating towards some things like my early memories of like first music i purchased was uh janet jackson's control album mm, i remember classic. purchasing that i think at a flea market so it probably wasn't even a real album but but no it had the it had the credits though so it was probably just they reset. Yeah. I, I would hope it's the real album had all the songs on it. It had all the songs, but you know the bootleggers. You know when you, yeah, you used oh to buy yeah. a bootleg cassette, yeah, yeah. you just got a photocopy yeah. uh, cassette oh, right, cover. Right, the jewel yeah. case. Right, right. <laughs> so, but it was the real Janet Jackson album because okay. I remember opening it up the cassette thing and seeing the the lyrics and all that, okay. and also yeah. uh, Fresh Prince. <laughs> yeah. He's the so. DJ. I'm the rapper. Yeah, it was uh, no. Nah, parents just don't understand. Actually, okay, okay. it wasn't a full album. Okay, it was just so, the single. It was just the single because yeah. I was just you know gravitating towards what I was hearing on the radio. But the first full rap album I bought, I think it was MC Hammer's, uh, the one that had "Can't Touch Us." Can't on touch it. it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but okay. that full album played played that album like crazy. Classic. Yeah, but like I said, I became the musical person in my family. Mm-hmm. So right. those 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 three that you mentioned right there, those were the ones that really got you like hooked into really into music. Yeah, okay. yeah, and then I guess also some kid acts coming out because I know we got boy bands and stuff these days, but back then you know it was always a new boy band yeah. on the scene. So uh, new addition. Uh, now for me it was the the boys. Oh yes, the boys. Yeah, down, down my, my heart. heart. Yeah, down my heart. Yeah, that whole yeah. you know the late eighties era, I guess. But you could say the whole New Jack Swing type of era. Right. It, it was it was a okay. guy. Yeah, it was Teddy a vibe Riley. back then. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's what I got into. That was a good time. Yeah, man. I thought when I was in my twenties, my party life would look like that. Either like that or house party. Yeah, and, then, and that didn't happen. No, no, you go to a party, nobody's doing a dance battle. I also right. thought that my, my my party life once I got older was going to look like a, a biggie video, and that didn't happen either. Listen, I just want to wave the champagne after <laughs> right, right. this move. The hands cool. like, yo, this is I've, I've been bamboozled. Right, right. We missed it all once we got into you know club life. <laughs> See right. how it really is. Like this is nothing. Everything like, changed. This is nothing like the videos I saw in the box. <laughs> oh, the box. Yeah. Yeah, you can't forget the box. Can't forget the box. No, Man, I, so I always ask, well, 
for a time, I would ask permission to, to call in mm-hmm. and do like the three video <laughs> yeah. option. Yeah. Because uh, sometimes after four, it would take too long for your video to come up. Oh, yeah. And it so was I'm a like, busy day. And I'm like, man, I'm going to just call. So I asked my mother. Then one time, I was like, I'm going to just call. I didn't even ask. Uh-oh. She, ain't catch, she, didn't, she didn't catch me. She didn't okay. catch me. Because I didn't OD. I didn't OD without uh, asking. Because, yeah. you, you know, know. there's 900 number you had to pay. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember. Say I forgot what? how much it cost. Yeah, I think it was like 99 cents. Sometimes they would do oh. specials on the weekends. Okay. Like, oh, it's a special. And they would have like this this three this three uh, three video option. I forgot how much. Yeah, it was like a deal. Like, yeah. you, could, you could either purchase one video or three for some from some little price. <laughs> I still remember when uh, Thuggish Ruggish Bone came out. Oh, my God. And they ran that. That video came on Ooh. every five minutes. You, you knew it was going to come on because if videos played so much you knew the code because it was showed at the bottom of the bottom screen somebody's screen. calling in yeah. and typing in the code they would show that live yeah. and so you would see that code for that bone video for some reason <laughs> i want to say the code was 707 or something with a seven in it because it played so much and you just knew it was coming but that's crazy how the box was like i, I memorized the codes for the videos so when i see it coming up i was like oh it's I know that code. That yeah, yeah. I remember when the box went off the air. I was up watching TV when it went off the air and switched to MTV Two. Uh, oh, I remember shit. that. Wow, it that's was monumental. Two, it was. It was. It was December thirty first, two thousand. It switched <laughs> over to. And the next day, January first, it switched over to MTV Two. Wow. wow. I remember that. I was sitting in my room. I was still at my parents' house. I was sitting in my room. I was like, What? Some shit. It's different. really gone. It's gone. Nobody's no, paying for man. videos no more. Nope. We're just gonna give you Carson Daly. Right. Give Again. <laughs> more Carson Daly. All right. TRL all day. All right. So that's funny. Early, early influences with music. How long before you grew grew an interest in DJing? My interest in DJing came whenever Rex and Effects. We talk about New Jack Swain. The Rex and Effects Rump Shaker remix. Yeah. So on that Rump Shaker remix, there was some DJ scratching on. Yes, mm-hmm. I remember. Mm-hmm. And I was just so intrigued by it. I'm just, I'm thinking about it now. Yeah. I'm just like. Dun, dun, come on. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. I used to get so excited, that part of the song. Because it was a little bit in the beginning, but towards the end, they was really going in. And I used to just mimic it. You know how people mimic air guitar or this and that? I used to just mimic, you know, air DJing, even though I had never really witnessed a DJ outside of probably the videos on the box or the videos on BET. So I was like, man, like, I'm really really like this i'm like i'm really heavy into every time i'm getting too excited every time this rex and effects remix mm. comes on mm-hmm. and that dj part so that's when i was like you know what i think i'm gonna be a dj <laughs> and i ended up buying my first uh shout out rex and effects rex and effects man <laughs> shout out teddy riley and everybody yeah. man the whole new jack swing era so mm. around probably about year two later or so i ended up buying my first set of turntables i know i was 13 when i first okay. bought bought what, my dj what was, your, uh, what was your first uh turntables where were they all right so we all remember the source magazine and mm-hmm. the source always had this ad for i think it's called upstairs records mm-hmm. and they had a dj beginner kit and it was like these two gemini these basic little gemini turntables mm-hmm. yeah. and a mixer like you, w- you couldn't really recommend doing any scratching <laughs> or nothing because you know i was still just learning as i go along yeah. i didn't know that you know for real if you really want to dj dj you want to get some techniques 1200s right, and this and that i just saw the, the dj starter package i'm like yeah that's me and as a kid 
you know, being 13, yeah. you know, I had to save up that money. How much was it? It was uh three with tax. And in, in the ad, it was advertised, I think it's like two ninety nine ninety five. Mm-hmm. So with tax, it was like three something. Right. So what I ended up doing is I saved up money from my summer job. Okay. You know, DC had the summer works program. Right. Right. So I literally saved every check. I didn't spend any money that summer because I think I called, I called upstairs records ahead of time before I started the job. And I said, what's the total with tax for the DJ starter package? And they told me the total with tax, so I had it written down. And so I saved every paycheck that Damn. summer so I could make sure I had the money with tax. So I could send off, you know, that's I know we old back in the day, so I could send off the money order. Yeah, <laughs> she was going to say the check. <laughs> yeah, it was money order. I don't think my mom would have, you know, then, you know, my Mom probably wouldn't have understood that I wanted like DJ equipment. She probably wouldn't have wrote a check with okay, it. She's okay. like, you better go get your own little money order. Or what type like of that. records were you buying when you first got your set? Um, the stuff that I liked. Yeah. I know. I, I still remember the very first record I bought. It was uh, Murray J. Blige's "If Loving You Is All That I Have to Do." Right. right. Her her duet yeah. with Casey. Yeah, yeah. So that's the first record I I bought. I actually bought that record before I even bought turntables. Okay. Okay. All it right. was I was Just at for pure enjoyment. Yeah, yeah. It was some shop on Silver Hill Road that yeah, had yeah. records in there too. Just, you know, one of them everything type shops and all, all right. types of stuff. And I saw yeah. some records and I begged my mother to like, yo, please buy me this record. Yeah. And she was like, You don't even have nothing to play it on. You don't have a record player. <laughs> like, I will, please yeah. buy me this record. Because I had a crush like on Murray J. Blige at okay. the time. Okay. I, re- I really loved the song. So I was like, please buy yeah, me I this record. This. I, need I need this record. Yeah. So that was. The, I'm glad the, to know I'm not the only one who had a little crush on Mary back in the day. Yo, Mary was hot back in the day. Yeah. She just had that swag had and that style. Right. So it's just like, who didn't have a crush on Mary J. Blige back <laughs> she then? Was she, back then. Yeah. She, she, she's still tight. Too. She still, she's still Man, looking good. Auntie Mary out here killing them. Yeah, she's still looking good. She got that, you know, that post divorce body. Right. She, she got, slipped up with that Burger King commercial, but. It wasn't a new chicken slide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have that on my laptop. I, yeah, I still play that, that for sometimes. We watched that commercial like ten times in a row. It was so funny. I love I love Mary J. Blige. Man, you can't say nothing bad about Mary to me, but man, that Burger King commercial. Crispy chicken, fresh nuggets, three cheeses. That was catchy. Right. Then what made it worse? I didn't know that was like a remake of one of her actual songs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So anytime, yes, yeah, so anytime the real song play on the radio, I kept thinking crispy uh, chicken. Right. That's <laughs> I'm like, dang, does she remix one of her real songs for Sing About Chicken? chicken <laughs> but nah, that was, so that's one of the we first records it. I bought in. You know, back, it was a heavy bad boy era. Yeah. You know, 93, 94 and all that. So mm-hmm. a lot of bad boy records. That was just. The shiny suit era. Yeah. Not even, it wasn't even shiny yeah, suit. Shiny yeah. suit came a little later. 90. Yeah, that's that's what he, uh, once he got Mace on board. That's ah, there. Okay. But this was still like when. Craig, Craig, everybody Mack, thought Craig Mack, Mack was going to be Jordan. bigger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I got, and I still have all my records okay. as well. So like, is is anything that was popular? That's that's what I was. That's what you fuck yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. So heavy, heavy crates. Nice, <laughs> heavy crates. Okay, okay. So DJ, when did you have your first party? Did you have your first party before college or after college? I know you went to Morgan State. Yes. Okay. Shout out to all the Bears. My first party, I believe, it might have been during college. I remember the first party I did was actually for, yeah, it was during college because okay. I, I, I was working at, um, I worked at the movie theater at Union Station. I was 
Yeah, uh, I was just talking about that. Was like, <laughs> the movie theater used to be right here. Yeah, yeah. I, I spent, I start, I started working there my senior year of high school, and I worked there up until I graduated college when I got another job. And for anybody who doesn't know, Union Station used to be what Gallery Place is today. I told we, somebody we that we used to go, we used to go down Union <laughs> and just hang before out. we was going down Gallery. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's just passed, it's just passed on to different generations right. to a new metro and, and hangout. Security yeah, used to run down. us up out of there yes. out the food court, just like. Like the police running people up out of the gallery place. Yes, kids used to hang out deep at yeah. Union Station. So I used to work at, uh, I was a concession stand supervisor there. And I think it was our Christmas party. Mm. And that's the first thing I DJed. Um, I used to, it's actually one of the pictures I posted on Throwback Thursday about two weeks ago. I posted a throwback picture of me DJing in this uh, Michael Jordan Wizard jersey. Mm-hmm. And that's actually the first party I DJed at for uh the movie theaters Christmas party mm. and it's crazy because you know being in DC you gotta play go-go as well at the parties yeah. yeah so you know in other places the DJs probably just gotta bring you know by the record right but D, uh, being a DJ in DC if you gotta play go-go at a party you gotta bring a tape deck too <laughs> oh, so here shit. I am yeah so how'd that work I had to bring I had to hook up a tape deck as okay. well so okay. I had to you know have an amp that could take all of that where I had turntables hooked up. Okay. And I also had a tape deck hooked up as yeah. well. Okay. So I could play the stuff off the go-go tapes. <laughs> so so how did you learn how to work all this stuff? Was it just trial and error? Or, like, did you have somebody, like, every once in a while put you on game to a new technique? Or? Yeah, well, well, first of all, um, the first thing, it was, it was trial and error. Mm-hmm. When I first got the equipment when I was 13, 14. Um, I actually even ordered, ended up ordering, ordering a video out of the Source magazine yeah. about, you know, how to DJ. Okay. Because, you know, there was no YouTube yeah, no or nothing. YouTube. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. So, like. yeah, did that. And, and um, the video was actually very helpful. It was some, you know, corny little. Fundamental shit, though. Yeah, but it was just like some corny little white guy. But it was real fundamental real basics. He's like, yeah, this is called beat matching and mm-hmm. this is what you do. So I will, you know, watch the VHS tape. Yeah. <laughs> and... Try put to, your spin on it. Yeah, I try, try to mimic it and do little things and, you know, learning blends and right. stuff. But things took off more when uh, I got older around, I think, my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. I placed the ad in the Washington City paper. Mm-hmm. And because the city paper had a music section and everybody, you know, would post ads. Shout out to uh, Judah. The yeah. producer, because I remember seeing his ads in the city paper all the time, too, around that time. Yeah. Yeah. So I placed an ad in the city paper when I was a senior in high school saying that, you know, I'm looking for a mentor to teach me how to DJ and also produce and make beats like Puffy. I mean, I didn't know Puffy didn't really make the right, beats. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that was my ad in, in the city paper. And one person reply, replied to the ad. That one person that replied turned out to be DJ RBI. Okay. He was one of your early mentors. Yeah, yes, who who was a great DJ here in the area. And, you know, I started going by RBI's house, and he would give me lessons. And he really, I'm sure, so for people that watch the Netflix uh, series, The Get Down. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace to The Get Down. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So sad it's not being renewed. Uh, The way how, you know, Grandmaster Flash character well, i know he's not a character but you know no, in, the, in the movie portrayed you know, him, right so. how he's portrayed in the movie is teaching shaolin fantastic i was like that's kind of like how you know certain ways dj rbi and i yeah. told rbi after the first season of the get down i was like yo 
you're the Grandmaster Flash to my Shaolin Fantastic. Because right, right. he was really teaching me the basics. The first, it's funny, like, how I would say that, the first record, when I went to my first lesson with DJ RBI, the first record he played for me to learn was uh, Grandmaster Flash on the Wheels of Steel. Mm-hmm. He was like, listen to this record. Listen to everything he's doing on mm-hmm. it. So, and, and from there, I even, you know, got a deeper appreciation of DJing because I was already a big hip hop head and then stuff like that. But to me, the DJ, and you know, it was tough. You know, in DC, you don't we, we didn't we didn't have the big hip hop culture that right. other cities right. did. How mm-hmm. somebody else could probably you know come and if I lived in New York, I probably could have had a million people teach right. me how to DJ and right. stuff. I could have you know exactly. been on the block, right? You yeah. know, carrying right. somebody's crates. Right. But in DC, it was different. So to learn that pre- appreciation of DJ culture for somebody like DJ RBI, it was like real great. Mm-hmm. And how he. He taught me by giving me like a history lesson mm-hmm. on DJing by you know playing me Grandmaster Flash and you know other uh, DJs that pioneered the way and, and their records and how they did things before he elevated and he still does that to this day yeah. with the uh, Words Beats and Life program. Right. Yeah. You know he still teaches young people how to, how DJ, to DJ even though you know the technology has changed. Right. But I sat in on a class with him one time. I was like, Yep, he still he still has a Mr. Beat. He yeah, still has. Yeah. Beat. I was gonna ask like. Do you think that's the case for for many DJs who've come behind you, just like mm-hmm. their first lessons that they have? These mentors who like yeah. really showing them the fundamentals and the and just the origins yeah. of of the art. Um, I don't think it's happening now a lot because with I, I say the digital era of DJing is a gift and a curse. Mm-hmm. You know, we we as DJs, especially if DJs that came from carrying actual crates. We love the fact that, you know, Serato made it easier for us that we don't have to carry these crates no more. We just need right. our laptop and hard drives. But now with things keep, you know, evolving, and even now we have DJ controllers, which right. I'm not against because I use a DJ controller as well because right. it's easier for me to carry a DJ What do you con- use? Use a tractor? I'll be using uh, a Pioneer DDJ okay. controller because, okay. you know, it's, it's easier to carry than yeah. carrying those, you know. Right. I still I still yeah. have my, my Techniques 1200s. You can just plug in USB. Right, and, and I'm good. Way. But these kids that are learning strictly off of that yeah. and just learning off of staring at, you know, a screen right. that – that when the colors match up, that means the beaters match up. And I'm seeing the, the 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 worst thing for me that I really hate is how these younger DJs are not even using headphones. Word. They just yeah, looking at they just looking I don't at the know screen. How you can do yeah. right because they have so much confidence in what the screen on the Serato program is telling them that they just mixing off of that. But I'm like, I need to hear like I'm old school. I need to yeah, hear how yeah. it sounds in my ear before, before you I let the audience the the- hears it because you know you know technology is still technology. It could be off by like a right. small smidgen of a beat and you could hear that. Could that. Change everything. That could change everything. Experience at a party. Yeah. yeah. So I I wish more DJs learned about the culture because it's simple fundamentals that are being lost that could elevate their game so much more. Like, I tell the story about this one event that I went to, and... Recently? I think it was about two years ago. Mm-hmm. I was a DJ for an event, and since I was going to be the main DJ, they asked me what I wanted to use. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I, I know y'all got 1200s. I used the 1200s. But, like, the opening DJs that were, like, DJing for artists and stuff, they, they when they came in, I was like... Is this <laughs> like they didn't even have the, the right Serato program oh. to even run to use the 1200s or, or stuff like that? And they were just like tensed up, they they used to using controllers and stuff. I, but I'm like, every DJ should know how to use 1200s. That's the that's that's the father of everything that we're using now, right? Mm-hmm. It's 1200s, and, mm-hmm. and they're still around, you right. know. You hear vinyl has made a comeback. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
yeah. vinyl sales are going up. Right. So you wouldn't even think to invest or try to learn or something right. when, you know, that's not dying. <laughs> really perfect your craft. Yeah, yeah, because I'm not, I feel like you know how to, you know, get down with some 1200s. You could use anything that, that that's set before you. Right. You could put any type of DJ equipment in front of me, and I'm like, cool. Right. But the fact that when they saw the 1200s, they was like, oh. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> Side note: Do you do you rock with a twelve inch forty uh, fives? Like, what is what is your? Not just regular. I've, I've never got into the forty fives, and and I think that's it's a, a novelty type of thing. Like, yeah, it's amazing to watch because okay. um, I'm a member of an organization called the Core DJs, mm-hmm. and we have conferences which, like once or twice yeah, a year. Which we, yeah. I was going to ask you about too. Yeah, and I witnessed at one of our conferences, uh, it was like Diamond D and DJ Scratch. Oh man, DJing with forty five. Is there a video of that? Somewhere? Yeah, I have it on my YouTube page. Okay. Yeah, I'm I, I'm I should go, have it on my YouTube page, and I labeled it. I'll make sure I email it to you. I labeled it like Diamond D DJing with forty fives. Mm. Like that's because I've I've never seen that, so I would love to see that. It's amazing. <laughs> it's like you. You're right. On these little, these little discs. Yeah. Yo. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they even, like, my um my mom, uh, not my mom, my aunt and my uncle had a bunch of 45s growing yeah, up. I never yeah. tried to, like, I don't know. I was like, I feel like it was good. They so delicate. I didn't want right. to mess up the 45s. <laughs> I'm like, let me just get regular 12-inch shaka. But Yeah, my grandfather had them in, the, in his basement, too. You know, so I just don't play them, you know, because I don't know what to do with them. I'm, of course, you throw them on a record player, but I'd rather have the, the 12-inch vinyls yeah. just for... The artwork with it too, you know yeah, it's all that. But it's some, it's some good know. little classics. Uh, but yeah, I think yeah, on that video it came out with like a big old stack. I think DJ Scratch does it live yeah. on his uh website once in a while. He's okay. like, I'm just gonna do all 45s tonight. And it's just all just so amazing to that's watch. Dope. Like, no, we got all these 45s. Yeah, DJ with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I know um, you ended up working at WPGC and you worked there. You worked there twice. Yeah. Okay. So the first time you worked, <laughs> how did you end up at WPGC? When when was when was this? Were you still at Morgan? Was yeah. You already graduated. I, no, I was still at Morgan because okay. I started as an intern. So mm-hmm. it was that time of year, like going from junior to senior year, where they say you have to have an internship. Mm-hmm. You know, what was your major at Morgan? Uh, communication, communication studies, and my okay. concentration was radio production. Okay. All right. So right on target. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because you know, radio is what I wanted to do. Like the same age I realized I wanted to be a DJ. That's the same age I realized I actually wanted to be on radio. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I specifically want to work at WPGC. Like, okay. I've been saying that since I was a kid. So I applied uh, with an internship season. I went on WPGC's website because by then, you know, Internet's popping at this at this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's Internet now. <laughs> there was no Internet growing up. And, you know, they called me back. And the person that actually interviewed me for my internship, she's now in charge of uh, Power 105. And oversee wow. her name is Thea Mitchell. She okay. oversees like she's like the brains behind power and you know getting Angie Martinez to come there and you know major Breakfast moves. Club and all that. Yeah, major, DJ major self. Yeah, all Blue. that. So yeah, she right. she's a, a great businesswoman. So when you, she interviewed, you come up under some uh, some 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 good people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't seen her since I was an intern, but I followed her career just to see like, wow, she's the brains behind power. Okay. Like you know that's that's awesome. Like I'm happy that she saw something in me. Right. So during our interview. She was like, you know, she saw that everybody loved hip hop, you know, and stuff like that. And she was like, I think you'd be a good fit for uh, interning with Big Tigger, mm, which okay, was probably like okay. the, the jackpot yeah, at, abso- that, at that goes station. Absolutely. Yeah, because at the time, you know, that's when BET was still in D.C. Mm-hmm. And so Big Tigger was still on Rap City mm-hmm. every day. So here I am interning for the guy that's 
oh, the most one of the most popular hip hop shows yeah. <laughs> or TV. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was doing the six to ten PM. He was on an R. Kelly remix. It's right? like, yeah, throw your thong like later. <laughs> go, go, no, Snake. No, he was snake. on Snake. Was on your snake. Body, like, I be was all players of all sports. Shout sport, out to Big yeah. Ticket. Yeah. yeah. He did so, the Go Go 95, all of that. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. So I learned a lot from him, but um, I ended up getting hired not because of Tigger. Well, actually, I guess you could say indirectly it's because of Tigger. So um, when BT was about to move all their production from DC to New York, Tigger wanted to go to New York as well, mm-hmm. but I think the station wasn't trying that like not like what no nah, we need you here mm-hmm. type of thing. So he I, he he's told this story before, so I don't, I don't have no problem sharing the story. Uh, he started acting out a bit, okay, <laughs> and not showing up, okay. trying to get out the contract, <laughs> trying to get him to fire him. He's a man in trades out here. So in Tigger's place, they had DJ Flex. Okay. Come in, and at this time, Flex was still just a, a part-time person. Mm-hmm. You know, he was in the clubs, but he wasn't on the radio every day. Mm. So, the stuff that I learned from Tigger, like Tigger, always wanted to have. So, about to show my age again. So, with commercials and everything, and music that was not just not music, but commercials and his intros and stuff, all those were on carts, mm. and he always wanted his carts lined up in order, and so he could just grab and be ready. Mm-hmm. in time so I always had all his carts and stuff ready so he don't have to move around yeah. and get stuff so when it's time to play a commercial and this and that Sorry, you know they look like up. right mm-hmm. yeah they, everything was all lined up all the big eight track looking tapes that we had to play they was all lined up for mm-hmm. him and be ready so of course that's that's what I was trained to do by him that's what I was taught so when Flex filled in I was doing the same thing mm-hmm. so the first day Flex was just amazed by that mm-hmm. he was like you already got everything ready yeah I was like, yeah. He's like, I don't got to touch nothing. I just got to just, you know, just see him. Like, nah. <laughs> he was like, I got to tell them we got to hire you. That's real. That's how you set a precedence, man. Just from that little thing that, that Tigger like that, uh, that I kept stuff, doing it. Yeah. And so, and Flex, he really did that. He yeah. was like, yo, we got to hire her. Because yeah. her initiative and what she's doing like it's great. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Flex. Yeah, shout out to DJ shout Flex. Out DJ Flex. So, but then I ended up getting fired a year later. <laughs> Shit. How you get fired and you was doing so well? Uh, they loved you. That's what happened. <laughs> so I can tell the whole story. I got fired and came back. So I got fired about a year later because, like I said, I was in college still at the time. I was at Morgan, and we had a I I was the entertainment editor for the school paper at okay. Morgan State, and you know hung out with the newspaper staff all the time. And there was like a college newspaper conference, you know, with all the different staffs from the different colleges around the country. It was a conference in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. It was paid for and everything, so of course you know college student, broke college student. I'm going to a free trip to Especially New Orleans. To New Orleans, mm-hmm. right? Free trip to New Orleans, like mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to that. That same week that I went to New Orleans, it turns out that WPGC was having their for sisters only, mm-hmm. which is something they, they yeah, still for do. Sisters only, yeah. And it turns out for sisters only was a mandatory event uh, by all the employees. So uh, program director uh, Reggie Rouse. He called me. I was in New Orleans. Reggie Rouse is actually in charge of V103 in Atlanta now. Yeah. Um, Reggie called me. He was like, Nikki, where are you? I'm like, I'm in New Orleans. I'm going to wait for a conference. He was like, you missing for Sisters Only. It was a mandatory event. He like, I didn't say anything. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I didn't know. Because at that time, I wasn't even... Something else I learned, if you really want to get ahead, and you, you, got, you got to do more than what you expected as well. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't... If I wasn't scheduled... To be at the station, I wasn't coming to the station. Right. So I, 
of course, I'm missing things that's probably being posted. Uh-huh. So when I got back from the wilderness, he said, come see him. He's like, you know, we got to let you go. It was That's that's the rule. You missed this event. It's yeah. all it's an all-hands-on-deck event. Right. Anybody who misses this event, they're gone. Turned rules in my key. rules type thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, I turned, like, I started crying like crazy. Like, Shit, I walked man. in, like, flexing rain on the air, and I was just bawling crazy. And I didn't know what to do because I was like, you know, as a kid, it's my dream to work at WPGC. Right. So yeah. what's going to happen? Like, I, I lost it. But I just, you know, finished college and stuff. Um, I ended up getting, like, another internship at XM Radio. When they was just, you know, XM. Now it's Series XM because the two companies merged. merged yeah. Finally, they was both right. competition. But XM was, like, first. I was, like, mm-hmm. one of the first, literally one of the first batch of interns wow. at XM Radio. At the office, at the office on New York Avenue? Yep. Okay. yep. Well, yeah. when they launched. So I was there, you know, interned for a station that didn't last long. It was like a teen talk station called Babylon. <laughs> but, you know. That's strange. Right. But, you know, team, but, but, but you know, it was probably a good concept. It probably could work now yeah. since yeah. more kids, you know, they, we have apps and stuff. Right. But back then, you know, X, XM was only in your car. Right. So yeah. you can't have a 24-hour station guaranteed towards teenagers right. when right. they don't even have access. It's new technology. Yeah. Right? yeah so they didn't even have access to the right. station for 24 hours. But, it, like, it was a it was a cool Station though uh, learned a lot and graduated from Morgan and you know was still working at the movie theater and because you know we really graduate college it takes forever to find a real job in your major <laughs> and uh, ended up applying at Finish Line the sneaker store okay and became an assistant manager at Finish Line but about a year around two thousand three I think it was two thousand one I got fired from PGC. In 2003, while I was working at Finish Line, you know, something said one day, I need to email the same guy that fired me from WPGC and ask if I have, I have another chance. Yeah. Because I didn't go to college to sell sneakers. Right. Facts. The 30% discount is cool. You know, Frank, I started learning a lot <laughs> about sneakers. Fresh. Right. Because I didn't care. I actually didn't care about sneakers until I started working at Finish Line. Because mm. I had to learn because people was asking all these questions. Right. I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't know, man. I wear, <laughs> I wear $50 joints right, so i'm right, like right. i really paid no attention i didn't know nothing about no jordan no phone and nothing really but yeah okay yeah so my love of sneakers actually came from working at finish line and having to learn so i could be a better manager okay. to serve customers actually to help my employees mm-hmm. but i sent the email and he agreed to meet and he rehired me because he was like i was a good worker i just you know i had to fall victim to the rule that you yeah. missed this event and and like i said one thing i also like I mentioned previously, I learned that, you know, you got to do more than expected. Right. So I realized that one thing that did get me fired is I wasn't up there enough. Mm-hmm. I need to show that I really want. You're committed. You're invested. That uh, I'm committed. I'm invested. I, I want to be here. Like, right. I even went as far at, at one point to really show my commitment. It would. There were days where I would start my day at finish line. Mm-hmm. And luckily, I had, I had, I had a great uh, GM and coworker that we became buddies and when I was at working at his store, we worked this shift this shift out so I could make it happen where I would open up the store in the morning. I was at the Forestville Mall location. I, lo- I worked at a lot of finish line locations yeah. in the area. I worked at Landmark Mall, Forestville Mall, Landmark. Laurel Mall. Okay. And I think I'm, I worked at Montgomery Mall too. You know, as a manager, mm-hmm. they move you around. Yeah, yeah. It happens. So I would open up the store in the morning. Then when Tigger came back to PGC mm-hmm. years later, they rehired him. I was like, okay, bet. I could reunite with Tigger. He was doing the afternoon shift, though. Uh. So I would work at finish line in the morning. My homie slash GM, he would come in. He would work 
those times and I would take off and go to the radio station and work Tigger's afternoon shift. Then I would come back to finish line yeah. and close out. Right. All right, you had a good hustling. situation That's right hustling. there. Right, like I say, like it, it, you got to like you, hustle because I was just right. trying to make my name. I actually get an on-air shift at this time. You set the routine, though. Yeah, because at this time, I wasn't too. even like talking on the radio yet. Right. I'm still trying to prove myself right. that listen right. to me, like talk to me. Right. And I got to thank Michelle Wright for that. Yeah. Because, uh. you know, I had my demo, you know, my air check, and it seemed like nobody would listen. You know, right. like how rappers be like, please listen to my demo. Right, right. It's like nobody was listening to my air check <laughs> to give me a shot to talk on the air. But Michelle Wright listened to it. And she's like, this is good. I'm going to go tell them that. So what's, listen. What goes into an air check? Like, is it just an interview with somebody as an example? Or is it like just drops that you do? Like, uh, what not, does that look like? Um, basically breaks. Okay, breaks. All right. Yeah. And how you would sound ah. on the break to open up and, and close the break. Teasing stuff. Just. You know, I read all the liners, which is basically like the notes yeah, yeah. for the weekend. Okay, so okay. I just recorded myself doing a bunch of liners. Like, you know, is DC's number one station for hip hop? I don't even remember our liner, but WPGC 95.5, DC's double one. I was blazing 18 jams in a row. Girl, DJ, he, hey, listen up, coming up. We got those tickets. It was just a bunch of those. Right, right. You got a good radio voice. I I can still turn it on when I want to. You got a good radio voice. Even though I don't do it anymore, so. So were you still were you still DJing in the midst of all of this with Finish Line and working at the station? Nah, because I don't think my DJ career probably really took off. Maybe until down the the line. Down the line, and I blame that on myself because um, I didn't have the necessary like all the equipment. To do it because mm-hmm. you know it costs money investment getting sidetracked with all this stuff in school so mm-hmm. i had to invest in myself mm-hmm. and then you know prove myself mm-hmm. to to get out there to get those dj gigs mm-hmm. so even though like i consider myself having dj'd since i was 13 because that's why i was f- first learning mm-hmm. you know and i was still doing stuff and you know i did a little party here and there my name didn't really take off i think maybe until um maybe around that time i got rehired at PGC because maybe I had a different spark yeah yeah in me right. that I was like I really need to get second win yeah right. I already get need to get my name out there and, right. and do things and it was all about networking right for me you know especially like my the myspace I, I think myspace for a lot of things I how did that change the game like social media starting with myspace myspace because I was able to connect with artists mm-hmm. yeah and you know artists always want to show love to DJs and just to get hurt I didn't mind like you know listening right the people because i'm like we need each other like i need to get my name out that through right. somehow so if my name is spreading amongst the artist community yeah. and even when i would go to these open mics and stuff when i started pressing up actual mixtapes i went out passing out my mixtapes and some people started connecting like oh you dj heat like okay i think we're friends on myspace yeah so <laughs> that's that's, how that's a good icebreaker like too. 2006 yeah probably around that time okay. yeah because i remember one of the mixtapes at first it was like a I can't remember what year that mixtape was out, but I know the cover of my mixtape had like Lil Wayne and Jim Jones on it, so you know it's that okay. era. Right. <laughs> okay. So explain to people the difference between mixtapes back then mm-hmm. versus what you hear now. <laughs> it's a totally different world. It's a totally different world because mixtapes back then, of course, were more of a compilation right. of the hot joints and the DJ right. dictated what right. was popping. Mm-hmm. You know, because I was always a fan of listening to mixtapes as well again ordering stuff out the source yeah. or when i found uh 
the dude locally, Nico's tapes, like off of F Street. Okay. He was selling this guy that was selling mixtapes in, in DC. Right. One of the street vendors. He actually yeah. had like mixtapes. And I remember listening to a DJ Clue mixtape and Clue, Clue actually yeah. shouted him sh- Clue shouted him out. So I like that's cool. DJ Clue shouting out this dude that hustles mixtapes. Yeah. In DC, but it was all about you know just the hot music right. and, and, and putting it out there. So right. I was just putting Being together. First to it. Yeah, I was trying to put together tracks. I remember like the first mixtape I did. It was hosted by this Def Jam artist named Jinx the Juvie. I and, remember that. Yeah, Jinx the Juvie. Yeah, that, and that, again, and this is all because thanks to the digital world yeah. where I joined like this, this DJ community and right. was able to, to network. With people, it was actually like DJ reps online, yeah. you know, because everybody was just, just getting used to this digital space. Right. So they was the just they didn't they didn't know if you were big time DJ where you were or not. They just know you're this DJ, you're yeah. online. Hey, whatever you need, we got you. We, we got you. We're trying to yeah. connect. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, everybody was just trying to connect in this new, you know, message boards, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. So I had, it was able. So from there, I was able to get Jinx to Juvie to host a mixtape. I had David Banner host a mixtape you know rest in peace to ice shuler mm. of universal like he was real he was real supportive yeah okay of me like coming up i remember he had you know this uh, this is a story where i tell people you can't you never know if somebody's gonna blow up you can't shrug nobody off yeah so you know, i didn't know you had these like i know about like the the, the mumbo mm. sauce mixtapes that you put together yeah. but i didn't know about no i was these. actually doing like street mixtapes okay. like i was like like i said i was a big hip-hop head so i was like emulating like the hip-hop culture yeah i, w- I was seeing like you know really putting pressing pressing up and trying to get these made and and whatnot so you know again rest in peace to ice shooter at universal he hit me and was like you know got this new artist named akon mm. he's gonna leave you a drop on your phone and i didn't i didn't even like akon's first song it was some song called belly dancer a lot of people think about locked, locked up, up yeah right. nah yeah. it was a song called belly dancer <laughs> well i guess it's a good thing locked up was the first yeah, song. yeah. <laughs> and so you know i checked my voicemail on my own probably had a nokia phone and whatnot and like yeah this is akon shouting out my girl dj heat you in the mix right now with her like fuck is akon shit delete Oh, this guy was like the single is whack. This guy ain't gonna blow up. Look what happened. He's like, you know, super, Mm. super duper millionaire, lighting up countries. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Damn, he come on, man. (laughs) Things from that moment, like T Pain. Yeah, Mm. you know, yeah, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga yeah. was on Convict. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So he, not, he doesn't have to make music because he's paid off of T Pain and Lady Gaga. But yeah. From that lesson, I learned that, you know, you, you don't know what, how somebody's going to blow up. Yeah. Plus, phones yeah, have gotten so much better now. So when you get the new drop, you know what I'm saying? One of these days. Just got to save the better. drop. I'm not yeah. going to delete yeah. no, Don't, no, don't no, delete no more drops. Nah, no more I gotta, drops. Listen, no. I got to drop. Don't drop that shit. Nah, I got a drop folder in my Gmail now because I'm like, this person may blow up. Let me see. Right. <laughs> Even if the artist's name is Boo Boo the Fool. Listen, you better say. You Ooh, never know when someone's gonna blow up, yeah. man. So, Yo, that was a lesson learned. So, <laughs> when did you um, when did you link up with the core DJs? I became a core DJ in two thousand nine, two thousand ten, I believe. Okay. Um, and how did that whole thing happen? Um, I could I could give thanks to Tigger as well because he's a core DJ as well. Tigger is, is actually was the first core DJ ever mm. when uh, Tony Neal, the CEO of the core Tony DJs, Neal. first started it, but um. I've, I've been following the core DJs for a while. There's this one website that I used to be on called theTechnicians.com. Mm-hmm. That was a big DJ website. And that's how I met like all these reps at the time and network with DJs. And I think 
Tony was part of that site and he branched off and started his own crew. So I've always followed and, and paid attention and, you know, seeing in like an Ozone magazine, mm-hmm. shout out to Julia Beverly, you know, mentioned the different DJ crews and I would see the core DJs. So the first time um, I wanted to be a core DJ, Tigger had told me, he's like, yo, Tony Neal said, hit him up. So I emailed Tony and, and Tony replied back to me. It's like, what's all these DJ crew names in your email signature? Because <laughs> he's the type, like, some people just join stuff. Right, right, And right. their email signature had... I had... Like, like, no disrespect to, you know, all the people that I affiliated with. But during that MySpace era, like, I became like a Slip and Slide DJ. Remember Slip and Slide yeah, Records? Yeah. They had, like, a DJ crew. Uh, shout out to the homie uh, Giolani. had team official DJs. Mm-hmm. And I had, like, Noise Mob DJs. Shout out to... Uh, Wiz Hoffa, who started that, and Noise Mob DJs actually won a uh, Justo Mixtape Award for Best DJ mm. Crew, and you know DJ Chuck T was in our crew, a lot, a lot of great people in that crew. And that's why I learned a lot more about like the mixtape game, and, and Wiz elevated me to get my graphics on point. Because if yeah. I showed you covers of some of my earlier mixtapes, like right. nah, but Wiz <laughs> being a being a New York cat, yeah. and he know how that New York hustle is, so he taught me like nah, you gotta get your, your graphics right, and that's how I was able to get my the mixtapes I put out, he, he, he's like, think better. You got to stand out. So I started doing instrumental mixtapes. Yeah. And the mixtape websites were buy them wholesale. Word. Yeah. So like, it was like real. I know we talked about earlier, I had the game change. Like, it was like a real Real business. Game. Yeah. Line. So yeah. shout out to Wiz Hoffa for, for schooling me on a mixtape game where I was able to get these dope graphic artists and able to get my mixtapes like on mixunit.com and a lot mm. of other big mixtape sites for purchase. So, but when Tony saw all that, I was like, dang. He probably like I'm just you know hopping on everybody's nickname <laughs> just to have a tag that I remember for all these crews, and then I think probably months later or down the line later he was tweeting something because this Twitter had come along at that point because I think Twitter started popping around 2009 yeah, 2010 yeah. the 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 big Twitter era when everybody yeah. was was joining it was the Wild Wild West back then it was yeah the Wild, man Wild it was and then Tony had said something tweeted something I tweeted like you know I want to be a part he was like you in. I like, like for real. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Like I'm just so excited and ended up going to like our first conference. Well, my first conference because like I say, he doesn't like twice a year. But yeah. I think my first one was like Orlando in 2010. What are those like generally? Oh man, it's it's amazing. Is some people may think about I guess the old days when you see videos like the mix show power summit and stuff like that with mm. artists. It, it was just like a lot of love and networking and. Yeah. People, especially if you're coming from out of town and, you know, you if you come from a town where, you know, you got the same people in the same scene, you're just so happy to, to see other people, to yeah. see new people yeah. and to network. And fresh. Ex- yeah, it was real. It was, it was real fresh yeah. experience, especially for, for the Orlando one to be my first one. The hotel was huge. Yeah. Like it was like one of the biggest hotels in Orlando because, yeah. you know, it was, a, it was a lot of us and, you know, a lot of artists coming through and. Like it was, it was a great. Everybody showed love because you know they knew I was like one of the newest DJs. It was like a lot of love, and mm. you know that, that, that's where I first met like uh, let's walk a flock as mom, Deborah Ant, like met her, and, and, yeah. and I just I remember like standing Ms. to the side, right, and she was like working with French Montana at the time, yeah. <laughs> and I really on, yeah. So okay. French Montana was like I recognized her, I didn't recognize French Montana because mm. you know he wasn't popping yeah, like that yeah, yet. Yeah. I'm sure people in New York knew him, but was I, Max B still out. Nah, I don't think Max B was. I think he might have been still incarcerated. Yeah, but to see, so I saw, I was witnessing her. I was like, I was telling somebody I was with, like, oh man, that's uh, 
that's, that's Miss Deb, you know, she works with Waka and Gucci and Nicki Minaj. Right. So I was just saying, oh, I just wanted to take a picture with her. So I remember her getting on French because, you know, he wasn't too skilled at doing interviews. Right. Okay. So okay. she kept, and I, I could see, I think it was a BET mic. I think it was something for BET. And she kept saying, she was getting on, like, the personality that you see yeah. about her on TV, that's, that's how she is. She kept getting on French so many different times, man. Like, like, like a mother. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, no, no, no. Do this, like, no, you got to no, no, cut. No, Damn. you got to do this over like that. That's real, though. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. So I got to, that was real eye-opener, especially coming, like, how D.C. doesn't have any big music right. conferences like that. Mm. So to go to that and see, like, yeah. and that's why, you know, I try to go. I think I've only missed, like, I missed the last one that was in um, L.A. I've okay. only missed, like, two conferences in seven years. So just being a part of that, how has that helped your career? Oh, man, it's, it's definitely family. People look out for you networking anytime somebody needs something. And, of course, there's a lot of people that are program directors or whatnot, positions that they're in. Like, the guest slot I had on... Uh, the station in Ohio over the weekend. Mm-hmm. That's all because you know there's a core DJ that works at that station. Mm-hmm. Another guest slot from New York because you know my sister, who I consider her my sister, and we met through being core DJs and we hung out and we clicked. DJ Queen of Spades, you know, mm-hmm. slotted in New York. I was happy because of her doing the guest spots on Sirius XM. Mm-hmm. The core DJs has a radio show on Sirius XM, mm-hmm. so they have a rotation. I was they like, do? yeah, what station. Um, it's on Shade Forty Five every Friday night. Oh Te- yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yes. technically okay. Saturday, but you yes. know Friday midnight. Yeah. It come on after. Um, um, I think after, DJ Drama. It show. comes after. Yeah, after, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it You're comes right. on after You're Drama right. show. Okay. So guest spot and and another station I was able to do a guest spot for on Heather B's show against. Thank yes, you I remember up. that. I was like, yeah, he. Yeah, it's all. I see you happy hour. Yeah, yeah. It was, <laughs> happy hour with Heather B. That's on Backspin. That's a new. Yeah, yeah. Fly, no, no, fly, yeah, Sirius XM Fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So forty-seven channel forty-seven. Yeah, so I was able to do guest spot. With that and a lot of things, anytime they come to town, it's like this is all family. You go to another town, it's it's family. Like, hey, hit you up. Like, what you doing? You know. So like, you were actually going because I saw that you was at the station in Toledo and and no, and, I, was, I wasn't physically there. Oh, guys, are you actually going there nah, or are you like remote? Nah, in and just, with the, it's, 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 it's the magic of technology. Okay. You just, yeah. Okay. You know. Outsourced it. Pre- I was like, man, I was just out there. <laughs> yeah, nah. The, the only one that I did uh, actually there where I had to actually be at the station is when I guess DJed on Hot 97. Okay. Bro, you, yeah, you got it. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. When did that happen? That's a lot. That was in 2015. Yeah, because I quit PGC in 2015. Okay. And Damn, it's been two years? Yeah, it's been two years since I quit. Because I remember we had a conversation. You was just like, yeah, I'm just trying to, you know, do some other things. I'm yeah. like, okay. Yeah, so, okay. and like a few months later, yeah, hot ninety seven. So I caught the train up there. Uh again, it wasn't it wasn't somebody that I knew to do core DJs, but it's um What show was it? It was uh Megan Wright. Okay, so I've known Megan yeah. for I know I know Megan as DJ B Wright. Okay. So mm-hmm. she's a DJ that I think I think we probably met, probably first met online as mm-hmm. well too, through networking and, and, and social media and, and kept in touch and she's like I'm proud of Megan for being on Hot Ninety Seven yeah. because People don't realize how much of a grind this radio business could be. Mm-hmm. How somebody you go from station to station and travel mm-hmm. and travel. You just want your shot in different markets. In different yeah. markets, and she had been through that. She had been through so many different markets, and I know she had before Hot ninety seven. She was like in Houston. I think she was in Richmond yeah. at one point. So uh, for Hot ninety seven during that summer in twenty fifteen, 
they were doing guest DJs like every Friday yeah. for a mix. And she realized, hold up, there's no females on the schedule. So she hit me up. It's like heat. Like we do these guest DJs on my show mm. for the lunchtime mix. They don't got no females. Like you want to come do it? I'm like, it's hot 97. I'm not That's gonna dope. Say, I'm not gonna say no. Yes. Like I scrounged up some money. I was like, right. caught the Amtrak. You know, yeah. got find myself a cheap hotel. Yeah. Right, one of them hotels where you know the whole floor shares a bathroom type of thing. It was yeah. a nice hotel though for everybody. Like they cleaned that bathroom a lot. So. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, because I'm like, you don't turn down doing Hot 97. <laughs> so what was so talk a little bit about just when you actually were on the air mm-hmm. on WPGC. Um, it was cool. I know people may think about well, the first my first real shot when you I won't say nobody when you starting out they give you those shifts like 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. and nobody's probably listening. I'm talking to myself and whatnot. And shout out to DJ Rico as well. For, he was hosting DC Home Jams, mm-hmm. which was the, I remember DC Home Jams. Right, because yeah, yeah it was just the thirty minute show where we played nothing but local yeah, artists. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to sit in with Rico because I, you know, I was getting all this music because you know, like I said, one thing that you know I value that these artists in these in DC helped make me who I am because mm-hmm. I was supporting them, they were supporting me. So I was getting all this music. So I started bringing Rico music, and it turned to being on the mic with Rico, where I ended up being like the co-host yeah. of DC Home Jams and working my way up to things to when Tigger came back. When Donnie Simpson, like I can't even say Donnie Simpson left. <laughs> when they changed things at PGC, right. going from Donnie Simpson to Tigger on the morning show, mm-hmm. then of course that means since I was working with Tigger, that means I'm up on helping out more in the mornings as well. I wasn't really a talker, but eventually, you know, started talking and things. And then we, we all know about all the changes morning yeah. shows that PGC had right. been through mm-hmm. how it started off with like with Tigger and Danella and Donnell Rollins right. then you know Donnell didn't stay long then it was Tigger and Danella then they you know then Danella was gone then it was Tigger and Free and then yep. Free then Tigger was gone then it was just Free by herself and then it was Free and Pablo mm-hmm. then it was Pablo and Tati and mm-hmm. it just <laughs> it's it's totally different. Now. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a lot. It's changed again recently. I've, I've heard mm-hmm. so. But, Demographics uh, changed in the city too. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the station went through some interesting times. Mm-hmm. I guess like identity crisis yeah. at one point because I think we all remember that big pop era yeah. when everybody was doing like fist pump music. Like yeah. even a rapper, even Gucci Man had a fist pump song. Right. I hate that song. Right. Spotlight with Usher. Yeah. Oh. Oh man, that was a horrible song. I thought you were talking about wasted for a minute. Nah, nah, nah. nah, nah, nah. You gotta nah. hear, you gotta hear Spotlight. Yeah, I totally forgot about Spotlight. I think we all want to forget about yeah. Spotlight. But that era, you know, that whole flow when everything was all about pop, right? And fist pump, right? Make a top forty shit. Yeah, and the, and the station was kind of trying to do that. Yeah, which I didn't understand because I was like, yo, like KYS, they still sticking you yeah. to R and B rap. What's up with you, WPGC? Like, come on, none of us <laughs> understood while it was going on so yeah. it was it was interesting times and, and then behind the scenes we're going through program director changes too like we a lot of a lot of program directors change mm-hmm. so the, i think the the things that was being reflected on air and, and issues it's because when you got things going on behind the scenes mm-hmm. as well and that could call yeah. stuff and so you know right. and i eventually like i said i'm, I'm out okay <laughs> i'm out of here I wanted a quick Hot 97 question. Mm-hmm. I know 
Rosenberg, Peter Rosenberg came up under Tigger as well. Did you ever have interactions with him? During yeah, the yeah, I was, I was there. The same, yeah, I was there the same time as Peter. Word. Like I know him as PMD. Yeah, <laughs> because I remember uh, when I was in high school. Uh, you know, PMD, but he was at University yeah, of Maryland. University of Maryland, yeah. He had a hip hop show, right? And me and my other big hip hop head, when I was a high in high school, we used to listen to the hip hop show. I mean, he used to like prank call PMD. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it was just dumb kids. We had nothing else to do. I mean, right? Young kids in the house listening right. listen to hip hop. Bored. Yeah, do. me and him would just be talking about hip hop. He, he was like, he's like, oh, let's prank call the station and you know, <laughs> get on PMD's nerves and prank call him. And my my next question was, mm-hmm. you talked about the thirty minute home jam slot, mm-hmm. and you talk about your growth in this industry over the years has also been kind of connected with different local artists. So, mm-hmm. you know, I would say, what is your top five DMV artists? Oh man, I don't think I could do that. that. That's that's that that might be a tough one. That's that's yeah, <laughs> that's 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 super tough. I could. Let me start with this. What about your top five DJs of all time? My top five DJs of all time: uh, DJ Scratch, DJ Lazy K, who's a a, a female DJ. I know Lazy K from New York. Who yeah. I was, she influenced me heavily. Lazy like, K put out like used to put out like her mixtapes were dope. Mixtapes. Yo, she listen. The yeah. first mixtape I had for her was called "Fuck DJ Clue." <laughs> like she, she didn't care. She was hard, and I'm, I'm lucky. I got, I got to meet her down the line. I could, I, I could consider her a sister as well. Yeah. Like we ended up being on a, pa- a music panel nice. together in Baltimore. I was like, oh my gosh, like lazy, like I didn't because it, it was no like shit. any like females to look up that I knew where to go in. But yeah. you know, again, ordering stuff out the source, I saw, oh, this is a female DJ mixtape. Let me order it and listening to it. I was like, dang, yeah, yeah. like lazy went in. Um, who else? You gotta, gotta give respect to Jam Master J. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Um, That's three. Rest in peace to DJ Rock Raider. Yeah. As well, because witnessing him, I, I, I'm happy that um, he did a guest mix show on PGC one time, and I was the on air personality, and I was just like, oh my gosh, like I'm on the radio with Rock Raider. Mm-hmm. Like this is crazy. And five. I'm trying to think. Who else did I watch? I'd be like. I don't know. I'm gonna leave five open. Okay. Okay. We right. come. We come. Yeah, because yeah, four. I think it's four. Because I'm trying to think. Like, oh, I love watching. You know who I love watching? Uh, DJ B. DJ mm. B. And mm. B A. Okay. B A. Uh, B is super dope. Too. Rest in peace to K Swift too. So. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, you can't Morgan, deny what Baltimore she did for uh, the Baltimore club scene. Absolutely. And, yeah, she was a core DJ as well. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, when did you know you were a DJ? When Cause, and I ask this because a lot of people, you know, just get up, mm-hmm. get some tables, mm-hmm. or whatever people are using these days, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and you know, start playing music. Next thing you know, like, oh, I'm a DJ. But when did you know you were a DJ? For real, probably when I first bought those turntables when I was 13. Okay. Because I was like, you're not going to tell me otherwise. Okay. I'm I'm a DJ. I'm, I'm, I'm going to learn. I'm going to do this. Like, the hours, like they say, you spend hours in your bedroom. Those hours I was in the bedroom, just doing stuff, trying to blend and, and whatnot. But yeah, ever since I was thirteen, I mean that's why I say like I've been DJing since I was thirteen. The moment I got those turntables, I was hopped on. I'm like See, I'm a DJ. That that that. that, that <laughs> this is like the one not humble, not modest moment. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that could be the DJ one. Not, yeah, that's probably it. I'm like, nah. like I've been a DJ. Yeah. Talk that shit. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, nigga. Right. I'm like, I'm, I mean, I had records. And like, I think any of us that had records. Yeah, yeah. Crates. Yeah. Right. I still had those crates taking up space in my aunt's garage. Yeah. To this day. That's to this crazy. day. Okay. Still got them all in there. Okay. Good let me, condition. Let me take a second uh, swing at my DMV question. Mm -hmm. What are some of your favorite DMV moments being a part of DC radio? Like, for example, for me, um, the Wale dropping the Nike boots with the Lil Wayne verse mm -hmm. is a memory I will forever have. Like, what are some of those moments for you since you were actually on the scene in the room for some of these interviews and some of these um. debuts? Well, I could go back even before radio because mm. um, when you first mentioned the question, I was thinking about people that I look up to, and it was just like, wow. Um, always give props to Nonchalant mm -hmm. because you got to think how she broke out at a time when nobody was really caring about D.C. and right. rapping and nobody paid attention to rap. Yeah. Right. With that 5 o'clock mm -hmm. just... <laughs> Changed the game, and she blew huge. up. Right, she blew up, and I loved her whole album as well. I had mm -hmm. a nonchalant poster hanging up on That's my wall shit. that I think I got from like Kent Mill Records or something. When, you know, had, Kemp you know yeah, you know, like Kent Mill had like all the free promo <laughs> stuff yep. just laid yeah, out. Yep. You just pick up whatever. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I had the nonchalant poster on my wall. And I used to play the nonchalant tape all the time. She had some good drinks on there. Like again, it's, it's, it's so you know such a great blessing. Somebody else I looked up to that I'm, I'm happy I could call like consider like a sister as well. Right. You know, meeting her. So I'm always going to give props to her. I'm always going to give props to Question Mark Asylum mm. for what they did. Like Also at a time when yeah, rap, nobody rap really and DC didn't mix. Yeah, with, uh, you know, that Hey Look Away again. Mm -hmm. Big record. Mm -hmm. Very the, big record. Right, even the joint they followed up with the Bootsy Collins sample and even mm -hmm. had Bootsy Collins in the video to mm -hmm. pull that off. Like, you know, them having record deals. But um, fast forwarding even more to thinking about radio moments i think about artists that or songs that did break out of just the normal like home jams type stuff or got a little that really had a buzz like i think a committee game where they had dc clap mm -hmm. committee game put the city on the map mm -hmm. that dc clap song um think about tabby bonet's pocket yeah and i remember that yeah and i also think about wale's dig dub Dig yes. Dug was big. Because I'm like... That was what, 04, 05? I think it was 06. That was 2006. Yeah, yeah. 2006. And, you know, and, and Dig Dug is really when things really changed the whole DC yeah. scene. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Like, as much as pe whoever wants to hate on that man, whatever, the whole hip-hop scene in this city changed. Yeah. Thanks to Dig Dug. I got a funny Tabby Benet pocket story of one day I'm going to tell uh -oh. you. Uh-oh. <laughs> just put that out there, teaser. One day I'll oh, tell man. the story. To, to It's just funny how... Me and Tabby, we connected in a very unorthodox way because we started Rocky, and mm. now we like we like mad cool, all because of the pocket. But I, I say even when pocket. I was when I was <laughs> when I was at Flowers, right? I remember when Wale dropped "Haters the New Love," mm. and it had uh, he flipped the U joint, the Lloyd joint, mm. and I heard that version before I heard Wayne's verse. Mm. Oh, so man. like you know, what I mean, that just that made that imprinted on me as like the official version of the song before yeah. I heard Wayne. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I was like, oh, shit, Wale's really making a big impact on the city. Yeah. Nah, definitely. I mean, just even just, like, the quality of output with just packaging right. changed. Right. You know, from that point forward, which I was grateful for, because it was just like, come on, y'all can't just keep putting out, you know, 
Sharpie Bullshit artwork. and yeah, I used to like go CDR, blank right. disc, and yeah. And me and Rico used to go on people with that. Like, if <laughs> like you y'all can't keep doing that. Yeah, if you submitted your stuff to the radio station and Sharpie, we would videotape ourselves throwing it in the trash and all types of stuff. <laughs> so, let's talk about the Mumbo Sauce blog because mm-hmm. I had known I had I had known about you prior to me even finding my way into the Twitterverse, the DC Twitterverse, mm-hmm. and DC's creative community or whatnot. But I remember Mumbo Sauce. The Mumbo Sauce blog mm-hmm. was a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> so much that when you said that you were going, when you announced that you were going to shut it down, a lot of people were just like, "What? Yeah. Why?" Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, what was the inspiration for that? Just you just wanted a place where a one-stop shop where people could go to find yeah music from local talent. Yeah, because like as you see, like I always bring up things in in sites and how they were influential. You know, MySpace era, Twitter era, all this stuff. So. That year when I started the blog was like 2007, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of the major hip hop blogs, that was just a booming time yeah, for blogging. New Music Cartel, so you yeah, had yeah. Two Dope Boys, yeah. mm-hmm. you had Miss Info, yeah. you heard that news, yeah. low key. Like, uh, so many Smash. people, I looked at it, so many people started blogs in 2007. A lot yeah. of the big names that we came to know now, they started in 2007. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, but. We're can people discover the the DMV mm-hmm. area folks, mm-hmm. and I know it's tough to get on these major blogs. Right. Yeah, so maybe let me be that stepping stone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know, it was that by that point in the digital era, you know, people were starting to look you up to see who you are to mm-hmm. even post right. you on their right. site. Mm-hmm. Right. So you can't get on a site unless you've already been been on a site. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. You gotta be vouched for. Yeah. Them. So yeah. let me be that site to, right. to try to help. And I didn't know how, you know, big it was going to grow to when I would start, you know, checking stats and seeing, like, who's referencing it. I was like, Complex cited me right. for something, right. for a okay. track? Because they couldn't right. find it. Once certain artists started blowing up a little bit, mm-hmm. they couldn't find stuff. Right. Like, I was that site you where, that you could, where you could find that early stuff where you could just cite right. something. Like, even when I saw, like, Washington Post cited and, you know, Big up to the city paper that, you know, cited it a lot when they used to do their little, you know, arch roundup about new music. They would come, like, the writers told me they would come to my site to see yeah what what was new and, and fresh that came out right. in the last And week. artists had to come correct, too, right? Like, they had to submit artwork and... Yeah, yeah, because I made... Blurbs sometimes. Yeah, I would oh, do, yeah, she like... Had, she had ground rules. Yeah, yeah. I had editorial. I just, like, post, like, you yeah. know, where's your track listing? Because some people just send me a cover. I'm like, right. what's the well, track listing? Like, right, right. Or, you know... At one point, uh, I had to upload MP3s because there really wasn't no, no yeah. SoundCloud yet, right. so I, I had to host that. But I was, I did have a, a vetting process. You know, I could, I wasn't just posting anything. Right. Just have a, I know my ear is different, right. so I'm not gonna be like, okay, this is track. I'm like, somebody's gonna like it. Yeah. Something was that's actually like totally poor, really yeah. bad sound yeah. quality. Yeah. I'm like, I can't. You can't. Yeah, yeah, man, I can't do that. So even, but yet and still, people were still hitting you on Twitter about music versus just sending it to, <laughs> and she was very very clear mm-hmm. like Don't if you have music you send it here right. do like, not tweet me right about right. yo oh, listen shit. to listen to my it's single plain as day like people don't i mean i've I realized now at this point that artists are just going to be artists but then <laughs> shortly after you started the the the, the blog was dumb rap dumb, dumb rappers, rappers need, st- need teaching mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> dumb I rappers see, when, need I was, teaching. when i was in school in california i would, 
Mumble Sauce was like one of my favorites. You know what I'm oh, it was, okay. a, it was a way you. for me to tap back in the home, but I didn't know you started this other site. Yeah, yeah, I didn't do it long because I think um, it was. It's just it's an oversaturation. Yeah, of stuff like that, and I was like, I can't, I can't keep up. It's hard to compete. It's hard. It's hard to compete yeah. and, and with the stuff. So what I am doing, I'm just relaunching DC Mumble Sauce. Mm. Oh, you are gonna relaunch? It. Yeah, I okay. have. I have like it's it been a few days. Okay, I have like interviews and everything on that. I've interviewed mm. some people, so I have some nice interviews. Okay, um, I, I, I think I think I might tune in because you know. Yeah, no, I've done I've done new like I've done I've interviewed like three different people like in the last three weeks. Word. Okay, so I got. Uh, you still got the domain, right? Yeah, I never took the site down because I knew oh, that um. Right. As a repository, it's like for an archive, classic, right? Yeah, exactly. People go back. Like I've had artists tell me that they lost some of their music on the hard right. drive oh, and they went back. I'm about to check that. <laughs> what? Keep going. I'm about to check the site out. Oh, look at it on the laptop. All right, uh, don't say anything. <laughs> okay, I got um, you. But yeah. <laughs> okay. It's, it's it's it's. All right. Well, I'm definitely because I see a need. It's a it's a it's a void. Yeah. Out here for just like sites where it's like good. One stop shops. Yeah. Artists and it's gonna be more uh magazine style. Okay. So All that's right, why so I was like that's why I say I got a lot of interviews like raising the bar. Yeah, because um. I like what sites like DJBooth.net has done. Yeah, yeah. We got a niche. They have a, They definitely have a niche. They have transitioned well mm-hmm. yeah. of moving from just because you can get music from anywhere now. Yes. You can't just post a song or a video. You gotta have content. Right. right. And what I'm seeing is there's nobody's delivering content mm-hmm. when it comes to the music scene here. Where I'm seeing that there are a lot of stories to be told. That's why I was like I have like three interviews because I got three different articles are three different you know facets and pockets of the scene i'm mm-hmm. like there's stories out there that need to be told see that's mm-hmm. why i don't need to interview artists because we have people, people like dj who's going to okay. yeah Dude. actually it's only Dude. Well, <laughs> i guess one one of the interviews that you could say is an artist the other two interviews um their person i'm re- reflecting on their brand and the other he was an artist but he has an amazing story okay that needs to be told okay. of some things that he went through i don't think he's ever shared that. he hasn't shared that story okay the one the one interview that is an artist he said um he, he doesn't do interviews and i thought about it, like he doesn't do interviews <laughs> well, he, here you are yeah getting the interview yeah yeah went, went by his house you know i'm like uh, it's, it's gonna be fun to watch their interview i'll tell i'll tell you off the off of this who who the interview is okay but it's going to be pretty interesting to watch because you know he's he's rolling up and this big blonde and you know my camera smelling like weed after. <laughs> so, it's pretty cool so speaking of Aesthetics. which I, I remember um you were uh working with uh cool kids forever yeah on some on some things you were learning how to just you know work yeah, was, the camera, was, do I, some shooting and whatnot yeah i was a intern because i started having the interest and an itch in shooting videos mm-hmm. like that same itch i got when you know i was a when i wanted to become a dj yeah mm-hmm. i started getting that itch right with videos yeah like i like i think i'm gonna learn this so yeah. when i saw that you know they tweeted that they was looking for interns I, uh you know sent in an email and i was telling like i was serious like even though i was like <laughs> at the time i was probably like what 34 mm-hmm. or something Word. i was like you know you think of interns of being you know college kids right. yeah i was like nah like i really i really yeah. want to learn yeah. and they so, probably probably also thought you might have been bluffing too just because you know you dj heat you right know what I mean? right but I, I took the initiative and i would show up anytime the emails would go out like okay we need people to help out with this i was i was there and putting okay. in like i did and i told him like i don't want no type of special treatment like yeah. i i compared it to 
you know, when Kanye probably did an intern. I forgot who Kanye interned. When he started uh, doing his fashion. Anna Wintour. And right. He started, joints. he did yeah. some fashion intern. He right. said, Kanye said he did it because he wanted to learn. He was like, right. don't treat him like he's Kanye. Right. Treat me like, you start know. Start from the basics. Right. right. Start me, treat me like I'm a student of fashion right. and yeah. I want to learn. Right. So that's why I told them. I was like, don't treat me like DJ Heat. I'm this person that has an interest in, you know, in music videos mm-hmm. and want to learn and, and that's what it was and with uh with uh videos did you uh video shoots and whatnot did you help out on um probably the most popular one and i don't want to take credit for like shoot like i didn't touch no camera y'all i was doing like behind the scenes like helping mm-hmm. out lighting reflecting stuff but probably the one that was most popular was uh tabby bonet's time of her life mm-hmm. featuring fat trail because mm-hmm. that actually did de- i remember that it debuted on 106 in park yeah Ooh. and i was just so excited i was like oh my gosh like that's dope right i'm like y'all i was like look at how the light reflects off a trail y'all that's me (laughs) holding the reflector (laughs) off a trail and tabby like don't that light look good (laughs) on the video so and it's funny i was actually on their page last night that's funny you mentioned it because um a friend had showed me somebody else's video i was like oh i worked on the set on this guest artist and the video was tight like look at this video and Mm -hmm. it just made me go through like that i worked on on mm-hmm. quite a few sets and, and I learned shout out to all of them uh, you know Tabby Six Shooter Backy you know rest in peace to D you know she was she was a great person and mm-hmm. really believed in me as well oh, oh, oh good guys right mm-hmm. there okay so you left WPGC 2015 mm-hmm. um, since then aside from you know interning learning how to do videos and whatnot, music videos and whatnot, what mm-hmm. else have you been working on you know I know you've been doing some traveling yeah, um, I yeah. know you were in uh, Australia last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I DJ for two different artists. I DJ for Carolyn Malachi, mm-hmm. and I also DJ for Maya. And just recently, I became the DJ for the Washington Mystics. Okay, mm, so okay. speak on it. <laughs> Talk about it. Yeah, yeah. So that's 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 been cool. It's not just DJing at a at a sports game. It's a lot going. I don't think people realize that. Real shit. It's yeah. a lot going on. Right. Like what? Like what's experience. happening? All right, because um, it's a whole production. Mm. So it's not just me playing the music. It's different times that things have to play where I need where they need music for all different parts. Like, you know, the, the little funny games that they play in between, mm-hmm. you know, timeouts or halftime that has to go on. Right. Or, you know, music when doing announcements is music. I got have music ready in time as a timeout, you know, mm-hmm. when they had the ball. So I'm not just wearing my DJ headphones. I have on production headphones as well. Wow. So it's the entire production crew okay. talking to each talking other. Talking to you while you got Not just me. Right. They talk to me. I'm hearing 20 different hearing conversations. Everything. Because it's not just, you know, the audio crew. It's the video crew. Yeah. It's the lights. It's this. So I just got to pay attention to when they're saying, okay, heat on this play, do this. Yeah. Or, and, you know. Time is of the essence because you don't, you got to think, you know, just, you, you know, we watch TV and how commercial breaks your time, right, right. but time is of the ex- essence because when we watch the game on TV, we just know they're going to commercial. Right. But you know, when you're in person at a game, how they yeah. doing all types of stuff. Yeah, they did the and, games. And you got to think about the timing right, of it right. because this the game dancers. has to be done right. in time during that timeout. Right, mm-hmm. right. So right. it's, the performance has to be done if you got like Yeah. That. Like there's a one minute timeout, right. if it's a thirty second timeout. Right. Listen, the the game uh they had a daytime game this past Wednesday, yesterday. You know, for those listening, I know it's a podcast, so you know, times are different. Yeah, right. <laughs> the day the daytime game that they had, you know, uh they did it for the day because they bring out different schools and camps. Uh-huh. So I think about, you know, I gotta play music that the kids were like, you know, I'm extra careful paying attention to lyrics and stuff. But 
it got the game was real close in the fourth quarter towards the end. Mm-hmm. Oh, they took so many timeouts during like the <laughs> final sixty seconds, and you gotta think, I gotta have something ready, ready to go for yeah. every. T- I'm like, you burn it through your joints. <laughs> but uh, shout out to um, the guy that's in in charge. Uh, I keep saying his name wrong, Jared. <laughs> it's how he spells it. If you saw how he spelled it, you yeah. can see why I keep saying his name. Shout wrong. out to Jared. Yeah, shout out to Jared. He's he really loves doing music for sports games. That he actually has a website that's very helpful. He has a Word. website called sportsannouncing.com because mm. this is this is his passion. Yeah, okay. like he's into you know announcing and music for all types of sports because he does Mystics, Capitals, yeah. uh, the Valier, which is a new arena football team, and also Word. the Baltimore football Valley, team, the yeah. Wizards, right. all that. Right. And he knows music for different situations right. and and this and that so he has a website that helps he actually has his name in the credits of the software see wow. that's when you know you no yeah. he showed me you that making business he showed me right, that right. yesterday because he showed me something new to do because i'm using two laptops too because yeah. i got my dj laptop and right. i got a laptop they gave me because this stuff loaded up on there Word. that i got a place so i'm wearing two headphones oh, i'm using shit. two laptops and he was showing me something new to do on on the game laptop I was like, yo, that's cool. I'm like, what? I'm like, wow. And he, he showed me, he was like, look at this. I'm like, your name is in the credits of the software? That's boss. Wow. Dog. That's yeah. boss right Who gets name in the credits of the software? Jared. Yeah. Jared. <laughs> I, mean, I knew he was the man. I'm like, Shout I can't take Like, dog. Like, he's really passionate about it. So I like, and I told him, like, I like his patch because it reminds me, like, when anything in the industry, you're just learning from people that's passionate about their craft, mm-hmm. and especially if you want to be better at it. You know, mm-hmm. we was going back and forth for emails today for ideas for uh, Sunday's game because mm-hmm. the Mystics are celebrating their 20th anniversary season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and But this is going to be the official 20th anniversary game. And Word. Oh, crazy. Like, I mentioned this to them. I should mention this as well. It's funny how things come around. You know, the Mystics are celebrating their 20th year, their 20th season. Their very first season, I was a ball girl. Wow. <laughs> wow. So, you know, I started as a ball girl, they first wow. season, now they 20th season anniversary, I'm, I'm the DJ. <laughs> After Look trying like three different dope. times, like third time's the charm. This is like my third time I was I, I applied to be the DJ. Are they still trying to uh, change St. Elizabeth's campus and turn that into the Wizards uh, practice, practice facility slash yeah. Mystics? Yeah, I believe so. I think, I think they ever facility. did the, the groundbreaking over there. Did they? Yeah, I don't know. I was there for Broccoli City, but I didn't really check out that side of yeah, the Yeah, but you got the campus. campus is huge. I, know, yeah, it's a huge they, campus. I think they think yeah. they want to do right. that for, for on the east on the east oh, campus. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, that campus is it's, right. it's a pretty big piece of land right there. Yeah, do know, something with it. I'm I because they sure. also want to do um Vince Gray wants to do uh I just read about this yesterday. Um I think he wants to do residential. Yeah. He yeah, wants to put, No, yeah. no, they want to put where United Medical Center, formerly known as Greater Southeast, yeah. where that is, they yeah. want to move that mm. or put a hospital on the east campus of St. Oh, Elizabeth. Wow. Okay, yeah. that's dope. So that makes sense. So they, I think they're just really trying to just flip that whole plot of land right. into just something yeah, instead I mean, of just a bunch of coming. haunted. That's <laughs> what I was going to ask you about, you know, yeah, especially being coming. from Southeast, like. Shit's changing, you know. These developments it's, are great, yeah. but it comes with a price. And it, yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm, yeah. The, the price when I first read about that, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm like, it could probably go to other things to serve yeah, the city, right, but yeah. nah, it definitely could. All yeah. they got is like what public defenders operating out of there, or they were for a while. 
At uh, Raiders House East? Nah, uh, I was talking about St. Elizabeth. St. Elizabeth. Oh, oh yeah, because it's probably like a few like active A few buildings active still. offices yeah. in Florida. John, yeah, they, but... They just released John Hinckley. Mm. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Like, it's actually patience is up. But yeah. I, I think with that much, when you look at that much land, not only was it bound to happen, but I guess at this point it's like, yeah, do something. You got to do something. Like Especially that. since, you know, Gateway DC has right. has brought more eyes. Right. And they also have... The, um. The, the 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 communication DC communications office like emergency communications yeah office. my best friend works there she it's works right for, it's it's right there too got, yeah she works for rise, homeland security rise mm-hmm. demonstration center yeah she works right there at homeland security yeah, so i know she she'll be looking forward to if if you know they build something to have more restaurants because she, she has nowhere to eat i think right. IBM, <laughs> i think ibm wants to uh put a put a put a facility there as well yeah, yeah. my it, thing with all of this is just you know i have some stuff with it the residents hire right. people in the community, especially right. that Some professional, especially that programs. area. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, like you know, Ward Eight. You know, right. that part of Southeast always that's my grandma, gets a bad rap. That's where my grandma's house is off, yeah. off Oakwood Street. Yeah, right. I used to live over there in that part. That you know, once I got older, graduated college, yeah. I used to live in uh, Parkland. Yeah, yep. So yeah. you know, I understand like that. It yeah, is. the liquor store is still across the street from the Popeyes. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's all the it's always going to be there and in, in the park even though the Popeyes was closed for yeah. a while they yeah, got yep, yeah. Open, right. they opened yeah, it up yeah, I mean, now there'd be a line outside of the the building I've seen it one day. <laughs> that's that's right. Popeyes. I was just like Popeyes hey, it's just chicken yeah. listen when that five dollar box is popping hey man listen uh, that five dollar big box listen when that box you got a point Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday Special, right? You know, <laughs> two pieces, all this. Two piece I, I, don't, I don't even eat meat no more, but I still know all the That's specials real. and stuff like That's that. Real. So, <laughs> all right. Speaking of food mm-hmm. and, what, and what have you, so we already talked about when your love for sneakers came into play, but yeah. let's talk about. Uh, this something else I learned about you via Twitter. Your love for cereal Cereal's and Kanye great. West. Cereal is great, man. <laughs> like she cereal. loves cereal. Top oh, three cereals. Listen, Go. cinnamon toast. Cr- <laughs> not cinnamon toast. Cinnamon life. That's my favorite okay. cereal. Right. Cereal. The cinnamon life is great. Uh, Frosted Flakes. Frosted def- Flakes. It's a definite goat. It's a classic. And, uh, and I slept on cereal that I love buying, and I complained, I think, on social media last week that they need to make it in a bigger box, and I don't know why. Uh, it's a cereal called O's. O's. Do I know about O's? Listen, O's are great. Did they come in different flavors? Nah. It was just O's. Yeah. Okay. It's O-H hyphen S. Okay. Like, look at it. It's a great cereal. O's. And I think when I tweeted about it, everybody, I tweeted post but you can't get the big, big box. They don't make it no bigger. They don't even make it in one size. It's always been like that. Okay. Because I think it's not a, a, a super popular yeah, yeah, yeah. cereal. But okay. it's been around long enough because okay. I remember my, my grandfather. Yeah. Bought it. That's when I first. Oh, what the box look like? What are the. It's a yellow and red box. It's just like. It's by post. Yeah. It's like. It looks like. Uh, it looks like Cheerios with just like, you know, some clusters. Right, right, right. In the middle. Okay. And it's a, it's a delicious cereal. I'm going to look for that next yeah, time. Yeah, but after after two bowls, like for me, like. I, like it's a wrap. The box is gone. <laughs> oh, the box is gone. Yeah, after two, they don't because they don't make a big enough I box feel, for it. I feel. Yeah, it's delicious. Honey Graham O's. Yes, it's a very delicious cereal. I promise. Do you, ha- next do you time have all cereal, three of these boxes of cereal in your house right now? Nah, right now I just got Kashi in the, in the house. Oh, you, you yeah, because house. you know people think uh, I can't have my teeth rotten out, so I do. <laughs> I I gotta you know space things yeah, out. Yeah, what, yeah. what flavor Kashi you get? I get the honey almond uh, crunch. Okay. Kashi. So you wasn't going as hard as I was when I was eating. I, I, I don't eat cereal no more, but I, when uh-huh. I was doing Kashi, I was going really hard. Uh-huh. And I got the, the basically, it's like eating twigs. 
Oh, yeah. I, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, the one with like the uh, the, the puff yeah, rice. Yeah, and, it's horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Man, let's add some fruit into it. Nah, I don't want to add nothing to my cereal what? with my almond milk. <laughs> like, if I got to flavor it up or add I sugar. rock with the almond milk from time to time. Yeah, almond milk is great, man, because yeah. I don't drink... Uh, dairy milk. Yeah, dairy yeah, that, milk. That's no good. That's just... Yeah, once I went through all my health changes, like a lot of things change. I cut out that's a lot just of stuff. So. mucus in a jug. Yeah, I've I, I, I learned about that more, like, you know, as I progress with, with my health changes and dietary changes i was like oh okay like good this is causing the mucus and i start paying attention like with cheese yep and stuff all like that. that right i all pay attention to like with um uh, when i was on the road with carolyn for a show and mm. she she made sure she didn't eat cheese and because it cheese develops mucus and you can't be singing with a bunch of mucus and like nah. and clogged up yeah and i paid attention I was like that because even though i don't you know drink cow's milk i still you know love ice cream and stuff that's why yeah. I, that's why i became vegetarian not vegan mm-hmm. i tried vegan for a month i'm like i don't think nah. i'd be about that life you can't give Wouldn't up the dairy. i can't give up the, i love ice cream i can give all that shit up. i know oh, i probably will eventually down the line you know that's usually the next step yeah. but let me get all this stuff out of my system just being like, right, right. I, like I, I like plants a lot yeah. To the point where if I didn't eat anything that wasn't a plant, I'd be okay. Yeah, I, I think I get. <laughs> I, I want to get to that plant-based lifestyle eventually, but you know, because the other ice, I know they got non-dairy ice cream. You know, like uh, the, what's it, the right. So Delicious brand? Man, so Delicious got right. some, got some. Yeah, Ben and Jerry's has you know some non-dairy stuff, but you know, and I love pizza. Mm. Just, just like, yeah, not yet. about pizza. pizza. Uh, yeah, pizza. But so Kanye West, like, yes. okay, Love somebody, a, a polarizing figure like this, and I've <laughs> never seen you back down from bigging that man up. I love that man. <laughs> it was so, Two different Instagram accounts posted throwback videos of him today, too. The Team Kanye Daily yeah, Team posted, Kanye Daily. posted a, a video when he was on Oprah in 2005. And Russell Simmons posted a video when Kanye was on uh, Death Poetry Jam, mm-hmm. doing uh, 18 years. All Falls Down. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it was great. I love. I'm not. The reason why I love Kanye so much is that you know, even though I grew up, you know, Southeast DC, doing the whole you know drug era, Rayful Edmonds stuff, blah blah mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Stuff that was talked about in music, I really couldn't relate to, mm-hmm. because even though those things were around me, mm-hmm. that wasn't my life. Yeah, you weren't of it. Right. When Kanye come out, he's talking about how he hates his job in retail, Mm -hmm. issues with college, and Mm -hmm. this. I'm like, I can relate to this. I was working. Spaceships was my ringtone for when my job called me. (laughs) Spaceships in an interlude before that. Yeah, listen. One day. I was just listening to College Dropout last week because I was in the College Dropout mood. But so that's, that's why my love for Kanye is so big because he was a rapper that same thing with him you know he grew up in chicago right he was around that life yeah but he wasn't in that right. life yeah. right. so right. he's talking from a perspective of somebody that yeah i grew up you know with these things going on in these streets and whatnot but mm-hmm. that's not me this this is what this is what me and you know like i said at that point i was working in retail you know right. dealing with you know fresh fresh out of college and whatnot so it became really you know even with jesus walks you know groundbreaking right you know mm-hmm. uh, Professing the love, like that, you know, I love, I love God too. Right. I love God. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's how I was able to relate to him. 
the dude was smart What's too. Up? You talk about like all falls down. Like originally that was a Lauren Hill sample, mm-hmm. but you know, in order to kind of get around that, he got what was her name, Selena yeah, Johnson, Selena Johnson on right? Uh, yeah. with, he had Jamie Foxx do, you know, uh, uh, Gold Ray. Digger, yeah, yeah. Did, you know what I mean. So yeah, it was great. So I do. He always made it work. He always made it work. I know everybody gets on him now, and I do kind of, you know, like he made a song about it. I missed the old Kanye. Right, right. And one thing I, I attribute to his changes, I mean, the man, and we saw with the breakdown, he never dealt with the passing of his mom. Mm-hmm. In a, that's the fundamental change. Yeah, that's that that was the change right there. Right. So when you keep, if you, you know, mental health is, is, we don't like to address it that much in the black community or, you know, get help when we need it. And I think he was probably one of those people that just never got the help. And I, right. and I, I actually I explained this to somebody I explained to a few people, even before the big breakdown he had in November, when he was going on his big rants, like with Sway and all the mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. all the rants were kind of, all that crazy stuff will happen around the time his mom died. Mm-hmm. So that was just, I, mm-hmm. I see it as a trigger yeah. time yeah. for him. Was, he's just in a, bad, I mean, in a, season. He, yeah, he's just in a season mm-hmm. where it's, it's coming to his head right that is, is is on your mind like anybody that lost a loved one when it comes around that time yeah that loved one passed away yeah you you're going to be different especially a loved one that passed away unexpectedly right that you that you wasn't you know you didn't it was no sickness and just just gone just abruptly so, off, right off so he just elected procedure right like so he that. just never dealt with that and then you know especially on that level of that height Right, where you know he probably has so many yes men, yeah, and whatnot. I think I and think see, I think still, it's gotten even worse. Yeah, it's got still, worse. Still got him. Right, because with the Kardashian family, like yeah. you know, you know, I'm not one of those Kardashian bashers, right? But how's this family going to help a black man heal? Right. People say he's still in a sunken place. Still, he he probably he probably is because like this is you know as an African American, you know, our issues and pains are different. Mm-hmm. Right, we we got other things so. How is this family going to help a black man heal and recover? And I, as much as like, this is what I'll say. Like, I don't know what it's like to have cameras follow me wherever I go to be scrutinized mm-hmm. for everything that I do or mm-hmm. something that I say or something that I allegedly do or mm-hmm. say. Like, yeah. I don't know yeah. what type of toll that would take on my body. So I feel like we can project and we can speculate as much as we can, but ultimately we can't really empathize. Yeah to us past a certain degree right and those flashes like always look crazy when you see the proper rights like right right i mean your look, whole family you know what i'm saying like, even yeah, little I mean, north out here no cameras yeah Stop it's so cute pictures. Right. no yeah. pictures no pictures <laughs> right because some of his classics like at least he was still able to move around the city like yeah. maybe he had a squad with him but it's just mm-hmm. it's a totally different yeah level it's totally now. different and i see he probably like let people go because i know some like his old comrades that right. you know he he grew up with they, I know, I know. Ryan Fest has been very vocal, right? Yes, about, yes, he has. about how Kanye has changed and the help they needs. I think recently, GLC. Just I think said, GLC, I was gonna say GLC said something recently too. Even, even, even Dame Dash said like, "Nah, this ain't the same Kanye West." I, I don't. Yeah, we all. I, 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 and the biggest thing that you know that should let us know it's not the same. Jay Z stopped hanging with. Him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What you got, yo? You gotta be going through something that Jay Z cut you, right? Off. Right. And the nigga did an album with you, bro. Yo, <laughs> a whole album. A whole you album. and you, you had all these like you looked up to this man, right? Like crazy. You know, wrote Big Brother and yeah, right. yeah. Y'all did great work together, right? But when Jay, we, that's how we knew. Like when Jay cut him off. So again, like he's probably he's probably dealing with that as well. Mm-hmm. Like, no, Jay. So. 
That's kids don't play together. Your whole circle, your whole circle has changed. Your environment's changed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying your way of life is different. You're still trying to push boundaries because you can't. You can say the big argument. It was a pretty obvious argument that besides from college dropout to late registration, mm-hmm. every album since has been distinctly different from the, than very, the first that came before it. Very, very. Like he's always pushing the edge and trying to switch it up. So. That Yeezus air right you know that's when we're like okay what's going on right but that we said the same thing about 808s yeah yeah like i think yeezus was just even more just like yeah yeezus was definitely like 808s are just saw it as a man dealing with with of course he he lost his mom and he but that's time he still had joints on it right classics right and he was going through the things with amber right as well at that time so that was his emotion and crying out but yeezus like what's going on and even the life of Pablo, like I'm, I'm so mad. I the rollout and everything was handled with that. Yeah. Like he just eventually just tossed it out there. And <laughs> but but he made up for it with the live show. Yeah, I thought that was one of the greatest concert it, experience I was I've I've seen I'm since not, Glow in the Dark. To be honest with you, yeah, I'm mad I missed that tour. Yeah, I'm mad. I went. That was monumental. Shit. I saw him. Uh, oh, the Watch the Throne tour, mm. of course, and I saw the Yeezus tour. Um, and I I understand what he did with this recent tour. Mm-hmm. How he just wanted, I guess, because the first, I, like I tweeted this, I like the first, the way he opened up. Oh, we opened up. We just uh, all hype songs. Father stretch my hands. Just all them hype songs back to back. Like you gonna get a workout. Like you get a workout. Yeah. Like the first three. Oh, minutes. I was hype. I had already dropped my beer. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> like oh, yeah. everybody my, was mobbing in my. Yo, section, my, yo, one of my friends that was on the floor is like, man, they down here throwing up. It's like it's crazy yeah, down here. Dude, I'm it's, like, it's, shit was wild, bro. Like, but I, I understand the concept yeah. of the tour now with all the moving and, and hovering and stuff. But I don't know. I just I just hope he gets that that he's able to finally get the help he needs. I don't know if he could get it with. You know, that's not, you know, he loves his, his wife, his yeah. family. That's That that became his family yeah. now. But I don't know if that, again, like, I don't know how they could help a black man here. Top three Kanye albums. Top three Kanye albums. Uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Mm. Which one is that? Is that three or is that one? Or is you just throwing them out there? No, that's the name of the album. No, like, yeah. in which order? In which order? Is uh, that that's your number three? Is that your number one? <sighs> That, is there, is there no I think I've always or? I think I always put college dropout in them as number one. Okay, because okay. just the influence. I probably put my beautiful dark twisted fantasy at number two, mm-hmm. and then graduation number three. Number yep, one. that's that's also uh, my top three. I would sometimes I put my beautiful dark twisted fantasy at number one. Yeah, but really they it all take turns so at well. number one. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, like he put that. Did you ever see the uh, the film? Yeah, he put out for it. Of course, it? Mm-hmm. and it it make it made even more sense right. how it flowed the visuals like, too that, that was, that 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 was an amazing direction. yeah you can't skip that situation right. it all, he it all put out there right. yeah man it's, it's great and I think that's what all of us want just to, him to get back to to, to that. that to that because it's, it's like what happened like mm-hmm. my beautiful dark twisted fantasy and then Yeezus right. right. but I guess people want to blame like okay that's but I fuck with certain joints on Yeezus hard yeah like, I mean like we talk about Blood and Louise I've come to appreciate every Kanye album yeah, over time. I'm just not like my least favorite will have to be the recent album, The Life of Pablo. Life of Pablo, because yeah, okay. I feel like it's just all over the place. It's no, it's no cohesion to it. 
Yeah, yeah I can see that. Yeah, I, I, I guess. I guess. I, I rank it pretty high. Yeah. I mean, I after a certain that. point, like I don't even want to listen to the album no more. I probably listen to like the first half. Word. But then it feels like it's dra- like Word. I don't want to listen to this album no more. Yeah. Where other albums you can listen to in full. Right. Like you can't. You know, like I said, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. You, you have. Listen. You want From to listen beginning to, to end. Yeah. And stuff like graduation, even beginning to right. end. But life of Pablo is just like. Right. He just put it all like, all right, I'm finally, I went from Swish to this, and okay, we finally. Uh, well, let's finally switch gears for a second. Let's go back to uh, DJs. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to ask you, as a as a woman DJ, mm-hmm. um, I want to ask you about just the visibility and accessibility of women DJs in comparison to women rappers. Do mm. you think one has it easier in the music industry than the other? I wouldn't say easier. But I think for women DJs, we we with with being a female DJ, you know, DJing is a thing about skill and showing. So women rappers, they always get to flat like who's writing their rhymes and this and that. Women DJs, we can't ghost DJ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we're proving our skill of what we could do right then and there mm-hmm. on a turntable. So that might give us, you know, more notoriety and able to, you know, get through more doors and this and that. So of course female rappers are gonna have it tougher. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, they, they gotta worry about, you know, people always are like, well who's writing their rhyme? Right. They, they gotta get get a co sign from mm-hmm. from someone else. You know this and that we don't as female djs we don't have to worry about that you know mm-hmm. it's skill of course you know we still gotta worry about you know i'm not the you know the, the cutesy feminine type but i know they gotta worry about you know mating image and image and looking and good appealing to certain yeah. target demographics where where you know that could might be their their most you know yeah. worry but but i know some female djs that i know they gotta worry about guys hitting on them or probably mm. not Thinking something, but again, DJing you prove your skills right there, right then and there. Whereas rappers, maybe somebody is ghostwriting for this female, and like whatever, she can't do that. It's hard to milly vanilli a DJ. Yeah, you can't milly vanilli DJ. (laughs) But but you still but you still probably come come up against the same like how some people might not take you as seriously or think that you are as good of a DJ. Yeah, as same same thing with like. Rappers, women rappers, like you know, yeah. uh, you know, like or, you said, somebody might be writing shit, or yeah, it's, it's, can she really spit? You or, know what or I mean? with me, my thing, probably even more so, the last few years is I'm happy to see more female DJs because uh-huh. you know, coming up, we didn't know that many female DJs, especially in this area. Mm-hmm. Now there's so many in this area, but when I be seeing event, events with DJ lineups, that we having like ten DJs and they all men, mm-hmm. I'm like. Yeah, I'm not saying I want to be on the bill, but y'all couldn't find any female to be on the bill. Yeah, when there's so many female DJs yes, in this area right now, you know, you got Mem, Farrah Flossett, you know, Bacon Bear, Cleveland yeah. Brown. You could go on and on. Mm-hmm. Bacon and then, Bear is making moves. Yeah, man. yeah. I finally, you know, got to meet her eventually. I was like, okay, I've been seeing your name. You know, yeah. I, I pay attention. I'm right. not, I'm not going to be that old hating person right, that right. somebody's coming up. I mean, I can't do these events. I'm right. damn near forty. Mm-hmm. Like, right. I'm not going to be worried about a young DJ. I'm, right. <laughs> you know, I'm do doing some, stuff that you that's can impart advice. You know right, you right. Do I'm that. doing stuff these darn near forty people do. I'm not trying to be. <laughs> right. I'm not trying to be young right. in the club. <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> I'm DJing for R&B artists. I'm good. I'm good. So, <laughs> but, like, yeah. So that's my thing. When I just look at these events and see these lineups with a lot of DJs I'm like y'all couldn't get one female at all and why do you think that is 
I think is guys, well, when it's men throwing events, they just not thinking. They're not, like, thinking they're not thinking. thinking. Yeah, yeah. 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 When, the when the, you know. The male and like no no disrespect to men you know men go ahead say yeah y'all good I love y'all <laughs> <laughs> but some you know that that male mindset right, they throw right. in events they just thinking about they boys especially if it's promoters mm-hmm. see I don't even know that world yeah so that promoter world if they if they just know who they know already right they're they gonna stick with they they homies. stick with what they know they're right. not paying attention to who's coming up mm-hmm. where the you should be like. Try you to definitely have, should be. Yeah, have somebody fresh that's, that's doing things. Like, okay, yeah, y'all know these people, uh, you know, that you're getting are drawing the crowd, but can right. you just get one? Like, even think about it. You don't know, like, you don't look at your lineup mm-hmm. and think, it's nothing but, man, like, maybe we should get a female. Right, yeah, switch like, it That up. doesn't cross your mind when you got, like, 10, 15, 20 DJs on the bill. How do you feel about these celebrity DJs, uh, like, or people who are, like, rapper, like, you have Erica Badu, but then you have, like, Wiz Khalifa, and then mm-hmm. you have these people who are, not technically trained DJs who put in the years, but have the brand name already coming in and doing. Well, I can tell with, with, with Badu, I can tell she she's into the, the the craft, yeah, and stuff. But say versus like a uh, like a Wiz, I think like Wiz, Wiz just saw a controller and yeah, was like, like, let yeah. me let me do. Yeah, because I think that's the first time I think what was it South by Southwest two years ago? Mm-hmm. Like he was in some truck, he was, yeah, he was doing and set. just a controller. So I think some of these. They see again the gift and the curse of right. the digital era with Serato, and now with the controllers, mm-hmm. people think, "Oh, I'm just going to get this controller, right. and good." But when it comes to celebrity DJs, actually care mm-hmm. about their culture because I remember when Solange was doing it. I remember, I remember that was that was the least you know least of our worries back then. As yeah. you look at it, they're like Solange is DJing. Right, right. uh, I, don't, I don't know if Solange's mixing has gotten better. But mm-hmm. I know even the first time I heard the first time I heard her DJ, she um, DJed a Howard party um, over at um, Stroger mm. over in Adams Morgan. Mm-hmm. Uh, she opened up for um, a performance for uh, Miguel. Oh wow! Over there, and um, I was like, man, she got all the the the, the hits. Her mixing was needed some tightening up, but yeah. she, her selection, her song selection was song is, is on point. Which I mean. Knowing her music makes sense, right? You know what I mean. You can tell what right. she's been influenced by, what yeah. she's listening to constantly. Um, locally speaking, um, wanted to ask you just you know your thoughts on just the the DJ culture in DC now. From when, even just looking back from when you first started, mm-hmm. when you first were inspired to even go buy mm-hmm. that starter kit. You know what I mean. Up to <laughs> now, like just the change you've seen in DC's DJ culture, like. Do we really have one now, or just is is it just just your overall thoughts on on the? I, I think we do have a DJ culture now. When I look at the events that are being thrown mm-hmm. and how DJ focused, because you you yeah, look at like it's it's a lot of unique events that we have in DC now, mm-hmm. and of course how music is the basis, is the center. Yeah, and you gotta make sure you have the the different DJs form mm-hmm. and. Is is grown. I'm happy to see that it's grown. That you come out to these different parties and different styles to reflect all. It reflects everybody's taste now. If you want to listen to trap, you know we got you know these joints for you. You know if you into you know different types of vibes, we got this and that. And there's a DJ scene to fit all of that, mm-hmm. which probably wouldn't seen year back because we just you know regular club era. You just Go in and play your regular club music, but y'all, it's just all types of events now. Yeah, and it's freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, 
You can go anywhere, any part of the city on any given night and get these different type of vibes from these different type of DJs. So that's that's the good thing about it. Okay. That's that's what I like about it. Okay. Because I get these emails and, you know, I pay attention to social media, look at the flyers. Like, oh, man, it's a party like this. And I'm like, hey, that's right. Wow, this is so many venues and stuff. Yeah, too. but it's like a party for everything. I'm like, right. you're just gonna play this type of music. Y'all, right. gonna, y'all gonna bring out people. Right. I'm like, okay, it's an audience for. It. Right. I'm like, more, more power to y'all. Yeah, man. I, I definitely, <laughs> I'm always like, like I said, or, like I said earlier, you know, I'm a DJ snob, so I'm always checking for just you know who's up next, who's out here, who's mm-hmm. on the scene, mm-hmm. and who's got that following. Who's mm-hmm. and just looking at your following, like if especially if I know people in that following. Like, what's their ear like? Because yeah. I've been to a number of parties where I'm just like, are y'all just here because y'all needed something to do? <laughs> or do y'all really like the DJ? Because this That's DJ true. sucks. That's you know, true. and sometimes I think, you know, say, I'll say for instance, even like, and I definitely don't want to sound like I'm hating or shit. <laughs> but, you know, the times I say, I say I've even gone to like, you know, like lesbian parties, right? Mm-hmm. And them shits is just like sometimes I'm in there I'm just like who the fuck is this DJ <laughs> why are they and y'all in here just like look yeah, I know I know, I know I there, 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 there aren't a lot there aren't a lot of places it wasn't a lesbian go. party but there's a, there's a party that I went to that's why I won't make it clear because nobody thinks I'm, I'm, I'm dissing my fellow lesbians but it's a party that I went to it was a non-lesbian party and I was like yo I couldn't get into it because this DJ wasn't mixing a damn Word. Was it some ox chord shit? It was just like, okay, next. next. It was like playlist shit. Yeah, but <laughs> they had turned. They was in front of turntables. They, turn had, the they had. They was in front of actual. They had their CDJs in the mixer, but what they was doing, I was like, yo, this part. But I guess you know, listening with a different ear, the regular party goers didn't seem to care. It was just, right. they was just like, ah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking like the people just need <laughs> something to do. They just want to hear some though? music. Just like you could have stayed at home and had some people over, played, put on a playlist. No. Yeah. Bought, bought you a couple bottles, saved you right. some money. Yeah, so yeah. me as a DJ with that DJ ear, yeah. I couldn't get into the party because yeah. I was like, at this point, I started watching him to see what he actually even yeah. mixed something, or he and was you just ain't see nothing. No, or he was just start, do the thing with the cue points, yeah. just keep hitting the cue point and drop uh, it. I'm like, I was just out. Of, I was just, I was just hanging over. Like, oh, I was just hanging over the rail, just looking like. <laughs> oh like what, what are you doing? What are you what, doing? What's and then just looking at people like y'all, y'all just. Y'all just here. Y'all don't. Y'all don't know. I was like, "Ooh, this party could be killed so much better." So, if so we did some things. So, <laughs> so, so in in more irritants within the in the DJ community, how how long how often do you get the question, "Can you put me on?" Um, but from artists? No, nah, well, I oh. say artists, DJs. Um, not much. Anybody but... who's looking to like connect with your with your access mm-hmm. to get them access. I've never really had um, many DJs do that. Okay. I think because I tell them like you know I don't know what I could. It's a different era. It ain't like you could carry my crates or something like that. You're just right, gonna stand right. and you know when I'm DJing I don't want to be bothered. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I think I got that excited like don't bother me when I'm DJing. I'm, yeah. trying, I'm trying to focus and DJ. Uh, somebody hit me up though earlier this week, but they don't even live in the area. I was like, do you know? Like I was their profile. I was like, okay, pretty cool. I was like, you don't even. You're like in the Midwest mm-hmm. or something like that. But that's cool that they. They reached out, but nah, not not a lot of people. I'm not, you know, ever opposed to somebody who's asked for advice, okay, or something. But ah, maybe because I'm the old head, they they hit me up and stuff. Okay, <laughs> okay. I want to ask you a question mm-hmm. before we close out about just you know, DMV hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know, just your thoughts on just weird things are right now. 
for all artists, you know, male, female. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just like where you see the scene, do you see any just, cause you know, we've been present for just all the transitions of it. Yeah, you know, man. where it started, <laughs> you know, from like, what is it? Like what's midi- Middle East days ah, man. up to, you know, now we're at DMV, you mm-hmm. know, backpack sound, trap sound, a little bit of both. Middle yeah, East. It's you know, yeah. Yeah. You know, you remember Middle East? Middle East. They still got the studios. Okay. Nah, Middle East. Oh, Middle East. Okay. Yeah, Middle East. Yeah, they still got their studio. Shout out to Freeze. They still be out there. Um, What do you you foresee if you even thought about this? Like, just where the scene's going, you know, who, you know, who's going to come out next, you know, just to really just like blow up? Um, First, I think the next person that may blow up, uh, J.I.D.K. Okay. Because yeah. I like the moves that Jay, real professional shit. He's, re, he's real professional. And you could tell when people are, are taking people that really want to excel and take their things to a next level right. and not just be a local artist. Right. You know, he, he he's making the moves that he does want to be heard nationwide mm-hmm. and you know the people he's connecting with. And, you know, his album that he came out with was, you know, a great album. Yeah. You know, how it flowed. You know, it's hard to get hear albums that flow these days, and people just throw out stuff, and it's such a, a single-driven, you know, yeah. you know, market Streaming now. now. Right, you just stream a single, but to hear an album in full and how great it is, so I'm I'm happy for how far Jay has came and and where he's gonna go. Uh, the scene as a whole is it's just so amazing to see how far it's come. Yeah, and you know, starting off is. You know, somebody, he said, from the nonchalant question mark asylum era where nobody really cared about rap to now we got 100 rappers. And the most amazing thing to me is that these rappers have fans. Yeah. Have local fans. Yes. And yes. people know all the words. Yeah. And they mm. want to hear them at parties. Even if we might not know about them. Yeah. It's just like they got a, they got a following. Yeah. Yeah. Like I pay attention to, you know, what, what the, the young people listen to and, and who they into or, you know, the times that I do do, you know, like a, a sweet 16 party or something. I always ask for, you know, I tell the parent, have your child make a list of all their favorite songs mm-hmm. and to see local artists on the list. Oh, yeah. Of songs that they, but you got, they come from an era where no one cared about, mm-hmm. like, you was whack if you was a rapper. Right. And now it's like these kids, they got, you know, they want to hear all, you know, they want to hear the Aunt Glizzy and 3 yeah. Black and everybody. Like, it's a it's, it's a plethora. Yeah. And not just on the trap scene, even like the underground. underground. Yeah, I, 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 I don't even want to say underground. I guess you probably like the non-trap because I want to classify. I know that's something that we've been doing for years, classic yeah. things as this and underground where they don't fit. Right. A certain you know right. image, but right. you know it's, it's. I say the street right. rappers and the not street rappers. Yeah. That's what I say. Yeah, that's what you I say. I, I say the non-trap, you know, rappers. That's that's how I've been trying trying to say it. Because even yeah. I know this, there's, there's I've talked to some people and they say you know they don't think even in that whole street trap lane like mm-hmm. we may have anybody else break out because it's just so many in, nah. in 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 that realm. Nah. It, it's hard. It, it'll be too hard to get noticed beyond just who's already. Because for real, it's all who has a hot single. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if you think it locally, it might be hard to get noticed. But if you got a single that could break out, right? Like with Will the Rapper. Will the yeah. Rapper? I was about to right. mention that. The pull up, it's, it's, it's pull fun, up, hop out. It's funny to 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 watch that 
Be- and because you know I've always stressed the artists like it could take like a year for a song to blow up absolutely mm-hmm. so even though we're done with the song here in the city yeah how he's with Universal Republic now right. and he's on the promo tour right to push he that song he just did that freestyle with self yeah yeah mm-hmm. I see Power. that he was doing a Vlad TV oh I didn't know he was interview. doing Vlad. I think even okay. Rico Nasty is doing a Vlad TV yeah I seen Rico Nasty yeah. what oh I got a, and I, I heard I actually I heard your interview when you was on that panel on DJ Mastering Small. Radio oh yeah and you mentioned her and I was just like yeah like I I, I fuck with Shorty you know yeah what I mean? yeah. yeah so yeah. I'm about to watch that you know Vlad it's, it's not it's not about being too flooded it's who's actually gonna have a song that right. stands out yeah, that right. can go beyond just this area and yeah. has has who can be marketable too you know or who could be marketable and, and like she's has, definitely marketable. right she's marketable even you know with, you with will, will just, to, just yeah. the song the mm-hmm. song for real it starts with the catchy song right. yeah right. because like i said it's a single driven right. music business now right. right if you got a hot single they they're snatching you up right because they want a part at that hot single yeah. and hopefully you could dish out you know three or four more and you could hot cap- singles you could capitalize on that mm-hmm. as well so and I think tools. yeah. So it's been a while since somebody has, even though it's so many rappers in this area, nobody has had a nationwide breakout hot single since mm-hmm. I think Glizzy had with Awesome. Yeah, I can believe that's that. a long time. Yeah, if you think about it, <laughs> that's a long time. And, and music that was business, twenty. That was twenty thirteen. Yeah. So nobody. Who else has had a single? I feel like. You're absolutely right. I feel uh, like Crew should blow up a lot more. But he signed. He's on the label now. True. So that brings me so so we're talking about an artist that's going to get that who's going to get noticed for the first time, right? 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 Because Goldlink is on the label now, right. so he he like thank goodness now he has that extra push yeah, right. where crew could get service, right? To so radio let me, that let fast. me okay so let me let me okay so this is this is the final final question because <laughs> um, it made me think about something like I'm I'm hearing that. Like I'm not in the clubs like I used to be, but I'm hearing that crew ain't getting the, the right type of love that it should get in the clubs. Yes, it is. Oh, it is. Okay, yeah. so I'm hearing wrong. Then. Even though I'm not in the clubs <laughs> much, but that's what people okay. want to hear. I saw okay. uh, shout out to Sunny. Whoever told me that? No, crew. Man, <laughs> give crew, me wrong information. Crew's right. the biggest record in the city right now. It should be. Not just you know because he's from. I'm not saying the biggest record in the city from a person from the city. Right. No, I'm talking the biggest record in the city. Right. It's in music big, it, overall. It, yeah. yeah. Yeah, people are singing. People, people are really fucking with crew. Yeah, at a party I did over the weekend, this lady came up to me. She's like, "They want to hear something called crew." Exactly. I was like, "That's I'm, what I'm saying." Like, like I know yeah. what you're talking about because right. somebody had sent like their mom over or something. Right. Here, okay. They want to hear crew and they singing along. And this video that Sunny posted when she was at a club, I saw that on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. when they sang Glizzy's verse, like right. people love Glizzy's verse. Mm-hmm. Right. But crew, the okay. the hook. I, I went on YouTube. Somebody just looped the hook for five minutes. Dog, because Brent Fayez, we had this conversation <laughs> last week with Reek, man. Like, his solo project is amazing. Mind you, he's from Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Baltimore. Mm-hmm. But even, you know, if you want to adopt that currently as, like, a DMV, part of the DMV yeah, or the DMV Maryland connection. Yeah. It is a different discussion. But go, get, ahead, go ahead. I know. Go ahead, I know. Go ahead. Go ahead. Still <laughs> local shit, right? You know what I mean? Cr- so, who, who, but his, his project is fire. So. I don't, and I've seen this on Twitter. Like, mm-hmm. Like I said, I don't be in the club, so I can't say, like, oh, they ain't playing in the clubs. But I'm seeing this nah. on Twitter, like, nah, crew ain't getting the love it deserves in the clubs. I'm just like, I don't. maybe they missing it. Maybe they get into the club too early and leaving because they can't, you know, afford to stay later or something. <laughs> or they just like, that's, no, that's a prime time club. Or maybe it's certain clubs. I don't know. Yeah. Nah, but, that's or maybe you know maybe the, the DJs like, I, I can understand maybe wherever they're going, maybe the DJ think it may be too slow of a vibe. Of a song, 
Man, it's like, but, but what is, it's like one of them slow, no, don't, not only say slow, one of them like chill, turn up yeah. jokes, though. Kind of like, right. I lumped that like Travis Scott music. Travis Scott make really good chill, turn up music. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what and I mean? So some people, I, I can see as a DJ, you might be kind of, you know, weary yeah, about playing you, that in the club because you don't know, yeah. but just. I don't know. They like it. I yeah. see money. But, but like I said, even if they started from Glizzy's verse, you could like, hey, like no disrespect nice to Gold Link, but since the, the Glizzy verse gets yeah, so much Glizzy's reaction, verse is definitely the standout. Right. Like, it's, 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 more, it's, it's a lot more. The it's, there's more energy yeah. on, on his verse, too. Yeah. Because, yeah, you know, Gold he got that smooth, you know, delivery or whatnot. But, you know, Glizzy just came on with his, you know, his yeah. natural energy. So the DJ that's scared to play it then start from the hook and then go straight to Glizzy's verse then. Like, yeah, no disrespect to Gold Link, but hey. So, <laughs> see, DJs, y'all heard how to do it. You wanna, you, however, you need to play crew, you got another. Another way you can play it, so get yeah. it played. Q up, you know, y'all using all the cue points anyway, just cueing <laughs> stuff and not paying attention. Play the hook, had a hook cued up, skip like again. I gotta keep saying this. No, this is about the goal link. <laughs> but if y'all like, then let's go straight Start to Start from Glizzy. Yeah, go from Glizzy. Start then. from Glizzy. Yeah. But some things you but we know some songs, you know, certain parts you want to hear in the club. Right. Some songs you hear the whole thing when you're on the radio. Right. Is, is the vibe. Sorry. Right. So what's what's next for DJ Heat? What can we expect? You know, you got you got a uh, mumbo sauce. Yeah, you see mumbo sauce. Yeah, that's, that's gonna be the focus. That's okay. that's gonna be the big thing. Like I said, I've I've noticed a, a lack of coverage in certain things. I I've, I've realized the gap of coverage mm-hmm. in certain things mm-hmm. when it comes to our music scene, and uh, this city deserves better. Absolutely. When it comes to coverage of hip hop and R and B. And they're not getting it. Some people are just out of touch, or some people, you know, I'm still seeing people still charging artists for posts yeah. and, and interviews, yeah, and artists still, still being, being even charged for mixtape reviews now yeah, that yeah. I've learned. And that's that's not how it is. I, I think some of these people they just come from an era where they don't they just see it as a as a come up. Yeah. They start these sites as a come up. Just the hustle. But, but me, I have a I've always had a true appreciation for music journalism mm-hmm. and i think that's how i'm going to stand out is because i i just look at everything different i'm not trying to just have a twitter account that tweet stuff just for retweets mm-hmm. i'm trying to give you actual content and things that you didn't know and that you're going to know and just to bridge the biggest thing i want to bridge this gap of coverage mm-hmm. that's going on mm-hmm. in the music scene because we could hear about all the street rappers all day <laughs> We've been recording for for two hours, so I'm gonna oh, let man. you go. But yeah, it's really my last question is: There's been talk on Twitter about music blogs being dead. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, your this is a time when you're about to revamp. Yeah, that's why I said I'm doing Minds Magazine stuff. I don't know if you went to the site. Yeah, if yeah, I, it I was up. checking it out. Yeah, yeah, you looked at it on your phone or I looked at it on the phone. Oh, you can't look on the computer yet. But okay. not, when you the like, phone layout is dope though. Yeah, if you look at it on the computer, but uh, I know more. I people. didn't want to stop the recording. Oh yeah, yeah. Record, so afterwards, so. I have you look at it on a uh, so we'll put up on a laptop. That's why I like to say I'm doing it more magazine style. Right, blogs are dead. But I see, I see you being able to take the same foothold as what Fake Shore Drive does for Chicago. Like we don't have that engine, that pure genuine engine that. Chicago has with Fake Shore Drive, and yeah. that I feel like is what DC Mumbo Sauce can be like. Yeah, somebody who's from there who has deep history. Yeah, and I'm, I'm trying. Like I say, I'm blessed that even you know I, I call myself an old head mm. and whatnot. I'm blessed to be at the age where I'm in touch 
with the different generations too. Yeah. How and you'll see with the interviews and stuff I put out how there's I have this one interview on one side mm-hmm. that could appeal to like us that's thirty five plus. Right. But I got this other interview that that's appealing to the people that's twenty and under. Right. And if everybody could come to the same site right. and learn it was what's funny is that those two artists that I'm naming, when I went to go interview the second artist mm-hmm. at uh, at a Chick Fil A, the first artist was in there too, wow. and they didn't even know each other. Wow. I was like, this is great yeah. because this is what I'm like. I'm like, this is what I want to merge. Like y'all going to know of each other Absolutely. With, with this site yeah. relaunches. So okay. that's what I do. Just just bridging gaps, man. All right. So <laughs> sh- shout out shout out your links. My link. uh, your social media, your websites, website links, all of that. Everything for me. You can find me at DJ Heat DC. That's on Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, website, djheatdc.com. And returning very soon, dcmumbosauce.com. That's mumbo with a U. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you once again. Thank you DJ for Heat. having me, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> The All The Fly Kids show is powered by Fairground Creative Media and is recorded at the Innovator Studio inside Impact Hub, located in the Penn Quarter section of downtown D.C. Engineered by Backpack Matt and Ryan Gordon and produced by Geronimo Knows, me. You can subscribe to and listen to this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Mixcloud, and Spreaker. Tell a friend and pay it forward.